Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome to the Sunday League Show, uh, part of the Selk Grassroots Podcast Network. This is episode 23. Uh, tonight I'm joined by Jamie, Gibbs, Roger and Graham for the usual uh, league uh, fixtures and games of the week. And our guests are... South London Panthers from the OBD SFL Premier Division. First up this week is Jamie. Jamie, how you doing? First up, well, I'm getting a, a VIP treatment today. For a change. I've got the heater beside me, I'm first up. I don't know how you seem to get I've the a bottle of original <laughs> Iron Brew, already gone, love it. He had a moan last week that he was recording last. So to be fair, I was. Well, he was behind the farmyard last farm week, yeah, you can't blame me for that. Can you? Very, very quid and heavy last week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I know, I didn't really listen last week to be fair. <laughs> right, so the the results from yesterday, Sunday the sixth of February, uh, OBD <coughs> OBD SFL. It's really nice when people cough and sneeze down there. I didn't down sneeze. Mi- down our new sensitive microphone. And I had my hand over my mouth. It weren't like a burp snot. Have you seen that? <laughs> In the senior division, first game, Hatcham and Lambeth All Stars faced each other, and it was nil nil. Hatcham slip up. Boring. The first time this season, Hatcham. Uh, drop points in the league. Um, just the one for them yesterday. Essie Dons and Blendon played. Uh, finally, um, chance for Blendon to add another L to the Essie Dons. Um, or was it Essie Dons winning 5-3 against struggling Blendon? So a good account of themselves made there yesterday. Jamie, but Essie Dons now in the driving seat in the senior title. Uh, yeah, we've got that game in hand over Hatcham, who obviously... Uh, didn't get the three points I believe they missed a hat full of chances but um, Lambeth dug in hard, hard work got them a point um, so yeah the, the Dons are the big winners and the senior yesterday well done to them uh, Hatcham need now to get that win against SE Dons in but the league but they still got to play each other twice though so would you, say, would you say it's in hand do you know what I mean well I mean yeah. Hatcham have beaten SE Dons in the cup <coughs> in the Kent Cup um, but I mean, in the in at the moment, Essie Dons are in the driving seat. They don't. They can win all of their games. But that means beating Hatcham twice. It does. It does. But one one apiece, and they're still in the driving seat. Yeah. I don't know. Dons seem to be conceding a lot of goals at the minute. Mm. Yeah, three goals against Blendon, who haven't set the world alight this season. Um, but they are scoring goals again. We're seeing. Zach and all that are scoring plenty of goals this season. Yeah, but he had a quiet a year of, last year. It puts year. a lot of pressure on the forwards when the defence are conceding so many goals. I mean, okay. was it four against Hatcham? Four, um, three yesterday, sorry. Yeah. Um, I know they conceded one against Bickley last week, but they gave away a penalty as well. So they're not keeping any clean sheets, which is what won on the title last year. Did. Mm. They were, that 1-0 to the Dons was the was the cry, wasn't it, last year? They yeah. were winning by the odd one. Um, yeah, it's not the same this year, but... They're not the same team, obviously slightly in transition, struggled in cups, but they're, they've done everything you could ask of them in the, in the uh, league. Um, so that's, that seems to be, uh, well, that is their focus now. They've got nothing else to play for. But um, yeah, interesting <coughs> times in the senior title. In the Prem Division, another, another league where uh, no one seems to want to grab it by the horns. Uh, Farnborough Old Boys, Rezies uh, and Hacienda drew 3 all. Good point. It has to be said at home for the Farnborough boys against Hacienda, top of the table. Uh, LSC Giants and Saha drew 3-0, um, dedicating 
A good performance yesterday, the LSC boys, to one of their players who sadly um, passed away. Um, so um, we shout out to LSC Giants at this tough time. Mm-hmm. Um, all the regards from everyone here at the podcast. Um, people saying that they were playing against the guy a couple of weeks ago, so I don't know what's happened. It's a shame. Very uh, sad. Um, so football, obviously, secondary to that, uh, but but fitting tributes from LSC um, to their lost friend and player. Uh, on social media was nice to see. Uh, Jamie, in, in terms of the um, Prem division, uh, Hacienda and Saha both drawing, um, giving uh, Sports King a little bit of light there to try and capitalise on it. The door's very much open for them. Um, <clears throat> I think that Farnborough Hacienda result would have been a lot different earlier on in the season. I think Hacienda probably would have won it comfortably. Yeah. So Farnborough looking a bit like their old selves. Um, Dogger than getting results. Um and Saha you just you never know what you're gonna get with them. Obviously LSC as you've just mentioned had a bit of imp- extra impetus in the game. Um so God knows how, how the boys must have been feeling through those ninety minutes. Um so they've obviously were a credit to to their um the get their friend that they've lost. So yeah, it's a division that as you say, nobody really wants to go and win. I'm well I'm sure they do want to win it, but um, result wise it just keeps it open and we've got lots of games to come so these uh, when these teams start meeting each other it'll be interesting very interesting uh, in Div 1 Club Langley lose 3-1 to Lewisham Islamic Centre great result for um, LIC because uh, Club Langley found themselves at the top end of the table uh, <coughs> gone under the radar in doing so a little bit Jamie uh, Lewisham, Islam- Lewisham Islamic Centre down the bottom of the table um, good three points for them very good three points. Yeah, I was I, when I looked at the tables earlier. I was a bit surprised where Langley were, um, given that we beat them earlier in the season in the cup. So, um, but they've they've strung results together and clawed their way up there. But so just makes it a very good win for for LIC. I've got to be honest. Well done, lads. Uh, FC Kawuya win four one against X Blues Craven, another team. In Div 1, sort of slipping under the radar, Kawuya with a good first season. Got a fun start about Kawuya. Go on. They've used the most players in OBD SFL this season. How uh, many players do you think they've used? 30. 49. Bloody do you hell. Know I was going to say 48. I'm not messing <laughs> up. I was going to say 48. That's less than Peckham Rye. <laughs> We've got a tight knit squad. <laughs> Straight 16. 49. 48 underdogs. 49 players used on paper. Only 15, just to avoid the suspensions, Gibbs, isn't it? Hashtag <laughs> underdogs, mate. Underdogs. <laughs> uh, Lesser Albion played uh, Royal Southwark in a real good uh, Division 1 game game yesterday. Uh, last two games, really good games. Lesser Albion losing 2-0 to Royal Southwark. Um, Royal Southwark now move into second place in the table. Uh, looking more like their old selves there. That's a good win against a real dogged Lesser Albion. Well done, boys. Uh, and Sydney Sports win 5-1 against Hatcham Royals. Um, Sydney Sports back to getting the results that got them the name, the nickname, the Juggernaut. Um, 5-1 against Hatcham Royals. Um, so it's gone wrong there for Hatcham Royals for that to be so definitive. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> as good a result as that is for Sydney Sports. Them, we know how good Sydney are and can be. We know how good a squad they've got. Never in a month of Sundays, I think, would they have thought that being 5-1. No, definitely not. Um, Until the 90th minute yesterday when it actually was 5-1. <laughs> Congrats to Duncan uh, and all the boys at Sydney Sports. That goes probably down as your best result of the season so far, hopefully. Um, and that was the result of the day for me, personally. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, hopefully they'll push on now for the rest of the season. 
Um, maybe finish at the top end of the table. They may not want to go up just yet. Um, but yeah, um, a great result. Well done, boys. Um, Hatch and Royals, back to the drawing board uh, for you. Um, in Division 2, Chislurst beat Broccoli 1-0. Um, DC Football 5, uh, Manorwood 6. DC Football scoring 5 this week, Jamie. Um, Couldn't get the one. Can't get the win. Feel so no. sorry for them. They're ne- they've never they never get smashed in games, but they never seem to win. I don't feel sorry for them, but that's got to hurt. I mean, Manorwood, we've played twice. They're, they're very dogged and have, they've got a lot of their points this season through being just staying in games and, and finishing strong at the end. So yeah. I don't know if maybe DC were ahead at one point and maybe Manor would have caught them back. It'll be interesting to see when DC released their video how the scoring in that game went. Yeah. Um, but think yeah, it, they're think not, I, I think the biggest defeat of DC have had is like a three 0 when we beat them a couple of years ago. Other than that, they've not. Like you <laughs> said, they've never been smashed. Just thought I'd drop that in there. Um, <laughs> I might be wrong, but um, yeah. But it's another game gone by where they'll probably think they should be picking up points and they've not. Absolutely uh, gutted for uh, DC football. I saw them recently against Chislers. They were never out of that game. I mean, they're bottom of the division and they're not a bad side at all. No, they're not. They're not a bad side at all. It's so strange to see. And they'll give every team in that division a game, at least. Yeah. Um, LSU Lions played uh, Blase. Blase winning 4-3. New Beckenham lose 3-1 to uh, Phoenix Sports 2. Much needed for Phoenix Phoenix Sports 2, that win. Uh, New Beckenham have been great this season, Jamie. 3-1 against Phoenix Sports. You weren't... Massively impressed with the Phoenix Sports boys. We, we thought after their um, the write up that Mike Payne from Bickley gave them that they were going to be a, a special side. Um, I think though, I think when they beat us last week, they weren't great either okay. like, by their own standards. Um, we obviously ran out of legs, and the, the result looked a lot more comfortable. But um, yeah, I, I certainly didn't see that result coming. Um, I thought New Beckenham would kind of start running away with things and look too strong but fair play to Phoenix have pulled out some great results this season um, t- as you say taking Bickley the extra time uh, and some good wins against higher placed opposition in cups etc um, but then that opened the door for Blasey who went top with that one. Oh, really and Manor would back up and he saw New Beckenham drop to third after that defeat um, so it's just kind of nip and tuck at the top up there um, Phoenix maybe giving themselves a little bit of a a chance to to push up the table with that one as well. So it's getting quite split. I think that division um, to kind of a top and bottom half quite yep. clearly. Um, but yeah, some some interesting results for sure. I tell you, he's not top of the division, Gibbs. Orpington, pick him right. Orpington, they lost to Greenwich Mariners yesterday, two one. Mm. God, the Mariners! Up the Mariners! <laughs> it was always coming. Well done, Jamie. You won a game at last. Yeah. Tell us about new, that. New, 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 I know. <laughs> fucking new contract on the table. I'm at the wheel. Tell, tell us, uh, tell us a tale of the tape. A, a good win against Alpington, who have had some very good results of late uh, mm-hmm. in cup competitions and seem to be um, nicking points from the top teams in Div Two. They've gone and lost to the Mariners. What What did you get right yesterday? We had subs. Simple okay. and simple. Um, it wasn't a great game. It wasn't our best performance by any means either. Um, but it was just we were able to have options to change things and do things differently and again rather than just having 11 guys trying their best and running themselves into the ground um, we they, we started okay I think Aubrey maybe were shading it okay. up until the goal 
Uh, it was just a, a deep free kick we've put in the box. Keeper's been coming out. Boy's not heard him and he's just headed it back into his own goal. Uh, lovely finish. So that will, And after that, we had a little spell where we didn't really trouble the keeper. If I'm honest, neither keeper was troubled for the whole game. Um, but yeah, we just kind of half chances. We're in 1 0 up at half time, and then because we had options, we just decided to change it a little bit, be a bit proactive, and see how if we could try and go and get a couple more. Again, it was pretty even. I think maybe all been too much of shading it, and then they, they started creating some chances. Um, and they got the equaliser ball. For, I think the boys just trying to help it back across goal, and it's looked in at the back post. And after that, they really were on top. They've made I think they've had two or three very good chances. Like I'm talking six yard box, and not even at the target. Mm. Um, so there's a few let offs there. I've got to be honest. We probably should have conceded at least one, maybe two more. Um, and but we've, we've hung in there. We've kept in the game. We've posed a threat, and then two of the new boys are brought on combined, uh, and we we got the. The goal to go two one up it took about four hours to cross the line. It's, it's bobbled <laughs> across that pitch and got in at the far post, and then we had another great chance just after that to to seal it, and Raf uh, unfortunately missed. And then, but open thing kept going, piling on pressure. Another maybe one or two chances didn't really uh, trouble Gibbo and goal, but um, on another day they go in. But we've been we've played better and lost because of the way things have been going so you said you needed a game where things went your way and you got one off your, one went in off your ass and all that yeah, stuff that, you you that could, it, yeah yeah it? yeah I mean we were on goal and then obviously they're missing so many chances um, you probably could argue that um, it wasn't a classic game but it, we just needed day three points to kickstart things um, and yeah so a, a much more positive positive camp um, we, we always kind of had belief once we got the numbers in and back We'd pick up results and the proof was in the pudding, so long may it continue. Well done. And that that I chose that one to be involved in results of the week, not Jamie. I, uh, know, I would have chose Phoenix, actually. He would have chose Phoenix, but Phoenix win a few games. Mariners, it's been a, long, been a while in Alpington. I've had some good wins. Um, unbiased. We're unashamedly biased when it comes to the, the Mariners and the Peckham Ryers and the Sahars 11s. What? Uh, Not the Sahar 11s, fuck them. <laughs> well, well, that's what you say. Well, uh, in the group chat, we always say, fuck Roger. That's what you in, <laughs> in Div 3, Ellis Athletic 2, Hayden Youth um, Reserves 2. Uh, Desmond in tribute to the great man himself. Um, Hatch and Beckham Manor, another week, Jamie, um, without them playing. No game. Um, little question then for the poll. This one. Who's uh, Paul? Talk to Big Weeks. Talk, talk to, to Big Weeks. Big Weeks is Paul. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Big Weeks is Paul this week. Hatch and Beckenham Manor, 16 league games still to play, Jamie. We're in the middle of Feb. Um, so 14 weeks max for them to play. So that point, that's pointing towards a double bank as, or midweeks being needed already. On top of the OBD SFL that have started their... Um, Paul Picard, Vic Farrow, mm-hmm. and Jack Stanton Cups. Midweek is the plan for, to play those games if, if needed. Yeah, if teams can't play them on Sundays, then they're looking to possibly finish them by playing midweek. And County Cup there for Hatch and Beckham Manor. This isn't a Hatch and Beckham Manor question, but the amount of fixtures they have to play drives the question. 18 games left to play between now and February. At uh, least. is At least. Now and February. Between now and the end of, end of May. <laughs> is... It time when we just say ten team divisions is the most we should be playing. How many is in that division? 
13 or 14. I think well, they had one. I think it's 12. 12, but there's or one with 11. 14 I think one team, so Mont Bell Mont Bell folded. Folded, so yeah. That may have taken it down to 11 from 12, I think. Everyone wants lots of football to play, but teams also want to enter county cups and league cups. Is it sensible in the times of COVID where we currently are uh, with... I did raise this point the other day and I said maybe you could go down to like nine team divisions maybe, ten team divisions. Um, but the response that I got was actually pretty sensible. He says you you can't legislate for teams folding. So if you did say a nine team or an eight team league, if one or two of those teams fold in your yeah. league, then your league games are going straight away. Um, and if you get knocked out of cups, you might not have that football to take you to the end of May. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Do you, do you yeah. know what I mean? Where, where's the, the happy medium? At the it? minute, so you'll have the top, the higher divisions have got less teams and the lower divisions have got <coughs> teams. One, purely for that reason, because the teams most likely to fold will be the teams that are down the bottom, mm. the shitters that are getting battered every week and can't be bothered. And you've also got the teams in the top divisions that will go further in cups, so they're more likely to have cup games. You'll have the odd exception, ha- probably Hatch and Beckham and Manor being that. Um, Woosh, I think, have only played about four league games as well. Four or I five don't know what the games. reason is behind that, but yeah, that's that's worrying. No, not worrying, but it's clearly something that needs to be addressed. If teams can't get together um, a pitch for midweek with a with a floodlight, money wise, I mean these grounds are asking three hundred, three hundred and fifty oh. quid a time to play at these midweek games. Yes. You can't you can't necessarily criticise a team for not being able to find that. Do you then look at the question we asked the other week? Do you then limit the number of cups? Yeah. Should you say you can only enter one, two county cups maximum? Yeah, one or two county cups. I think maybe even the London, well, even one county cup, the London one or county the Kent. Cup. One you, county you, cup. You, you enter. Do you know what I mean? Because they they're very much governed by them as well. When they put the dates out, that's it. All the league fixtures mm. and everything goes out the window. Yeah. So I would say one county cup. Um, and maybe if you want to do one county cup, some of the bigger teams maybe because they're going to go further in competitions. Maybe have to limit the like the nationals that they go for and stuff like that because in, that's that's uh, pretty much another. I wouldn't begrudge a team something. going in the na- nationals instead of a county cup. Yeah, not yeah, not instead. But yeah. I mean, it's hard to do both because then if you go far in or deep into both competitions, um, yeah. it takes another. You, you, you I do also think it depends on the team. So <laughs> if you take Hatch and Becker and Manor as an example, they've got the resources to go and be able to play midweek if their opponents agree to it, of course. Otherwise, there'll be games where they'll just be getting awarded them, which they may as well anyway because they're going to scoose that league. But if you've got a team who don't have the resources, like a big enough squad, or are able to get connections to pitches and have the money to pay for their pitches, like you're saying, floodlit during the week, it's not easy, then that's when teams probably either just need to give a walk over and exit the competition and finish the league games or they end up folding yeah so the poll what is the best Robert number the best number of teams to have in your division in your opinion we'll go 8 uh, eight to 10 uh, 10 to 12 or, or 12 to 14 12, just say 12 and up well, cheers who's doing this Jamie well, it should big, be. It's big weeks it should, it should be me, really. Yeah, I mean, but don't want to pigeonhole it too much. You get about a twenty-team division. Gibbsy yeah. wants to go on weeks poll. Oh, these <laughs> these Scots they they're crazy, aren't they? After an iron brew, mate, it's like sort of party. <laughs> right. oh, what was the score in the rugby? We're not uh, rugby. We're saying a rugby podcast, mate. Uh, uh, watch his rugby. Wrong no, shape I didn't watch it either. Wrong, <laughs> wrong shape, balsa. Uh, in the third division. Old Langlian 7, Italia Wastils nil. Old Langlians with a big win against a decent team in uh, Well, there's, I think, Wastils finished with nine men. 
injuries or uh, naughty boys okay uh, funny <laughs> I once refereed Italian Wassels against Bickley and they ended it with nine men anyway that's a that's a lifetime ago uh, Woosh beat Tudor Sports Rangers 3-1 Woosh starting now to get these games played and looking like a real good uh, real good uh, team within the Div 3 um, structure they'll, they'll push uh, Hatch and Beckham Manor all the way this season I think looking forward to their game with them uh, and the Warren win 5-2 against Deptford. Uh, Deptford struggling season continues. Uh, in the fourth division, Wilgar 2, East Wickham 1. Uh, Wilgar getting these wins over the line, Jamie, but they're not really setting the world on fire at the moment. No, but I mean, I'm sure they'll take that. I'm very much like I said for ourselves, if you play shit and get the three points, you'll take that as opposed to playing well and mean getting nothing for the game. So um just keeps them ticking over, Wilgar. Um, I'd, I'd imagine they're again like you said playing for third place yeah uh, in the fourth division Broccoli Reserves uh, lose 3-2 to Ministry of Ball we know on their day Ministry of Ball a good little footballing team uh, Phoenix Sports 4 continue their good season 4-1 win this week against Hawksbrook Wanderers fun fact about Hawksbrook Wanderers they have used the least amount of players in the OBD SFL. Have they? How you many? They had a fucking productive day at work. How many? Ten players. Well, well. Hello. Just him fucking trying to do the maths over there. How many have they used? Go on. Guess. Who is it? Hawksbrook Wanderers. Twenty-two players. No, I'm going to say fourteen. Nineteen. Ooh. Ooh. I did, I did the averages for each division, and all honestly, I'd fuck up with it to do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All he had to do was put out tables of Nutella and, and work out how many players teams have used. Fucking great life, isn't it? SMCA lose 3-1 to Crowway. Crowway back to winning ways in Div 4. SMCA struggling this year. Uh, sad to see, um, but Crowway will not give a shit. In Division 5, uh, Benhurst, Jamie, they continue. This bad we run need, of We need to have words here. Right? I know you're going to jizz all over the Colts in a minute, right? Yeah. But... Benners, we need dancers. Yeah, what's happening? Do you we need, need dancers, man. Benners, what's happening? In Div 5, they look like promotion candidates. Now they're, it's relegation form if they were in a division they were that the fucking, relegation. They were the mighty pandas about four weeks ago. Yeah. No, they're just fucking pandering. Should that they are, they're pandering. Uh, Benners 2, the Colts 7. Come on, the Colts! Alberton Colts 7 too. They're flying. In a rich vein of form. I think they've, they're unbeaten in, in three, over three oh, league we'll, games we'll get, we'll get to that. Well, yeah, minute, because I've written, I've done some research for this. Uh, Bexley Athletic win again, two one this week against five Petswood. points for your old well, fucking dial over here. Did you? Yeah, I was. Just, I remember I said I'm going to go three two or two one, and I went two one. Delighted. Bexley Athletic five pointer for Jamie. He needed it six points for Jamie this week in the predictions. He's never known a week like it. I got eleven <laughs> fucking two weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kingsdale win 4-1 against FC Peak Kingsdale putting some form together as well uh, it's been a while for them uh, SE Ballers nil South London Spartans 4 um, SE Lions bad form has continued since the week before I ref them uh, they will lose 3-1 to Kelsey Park this week um, Hayes and Pickhurst pick up their weekly 5-0 win <laughs> this, this, this time away to Shortland Spitfires Hayes and Pickhurst uh, looking every bit, the Division Five champions already. I think they could be looking at Div Three next year. Yeah, they could. They could handle a double jump. Although they may look at the likes of Tudor Sports Rangers and decide <gasps> uh, against it. But they certainly winning fours and fives every week, not conceding goals, uh, very much uh, could handle a step up. Uh, Beckham Rovers out of the London Sunday Trophy. 
uh, absolutely sick to fucking death of losing the Beckenham Rovers boys. Uh, that after a two-all draw against East Elite, um, they crash out 4-3 on pens. Um, need to get back to OBD SFL duties and start trying to um, stave off relegation, don't they? They're, they're looking very much involved in the uh, in the, in going down to Division One. Uh, I think they may be all right. Okay, thank you, Jamie. Yeah, that's great. I think he wanted you to elaborate. <laughs> yeah, elaborate. Uh, I don't know, but the average for that division is 32. 32 players used mm. in the mm. Prem? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, I thought it would be lower at the top end and then higher as it went down, but no, I can run through it if you want. Um, uh, go on. Right, senior 32.5, Prem 32, first 32.7, second, the, our division, this is probably because it us, 25.9, um, third 28.9, fourth 26.1, and then the fifth division 29. Should we start a poll? Does Jamie need to start wanking? Fill up his day with something else. Do some fucking work. <laughs> yeah, I hope Jamie's boss don't listen. She actually wants to, she keeps asking me what it's the podcast called. Yeah. Well, uh, don't know. <laughs> uh, in the Sunday, uh, sorry, Sunday Junior Cup, Banstead Eagles from the Leatherhead and District Knockout Belmont Athletic 2-1 to the Eagles. Um, I ref Belmont Athletic in the up uh, the round previous against Sarnestead. Their run in the Surrey uh, Sunday Cup comes to an end. Which stages are these cups at? Do we know? No idea. No. Then, First round. It must be getting near the quarterfinals now. That yeah, must that's be. what I was thinking. Jamie, thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side. See ya. So now for the Westfer results from yesterday, the 6th of February. Gibbs, how are you doing? I'm very well, Wheat Dog. How are you? I'm all right. Can you speak into the mic again, please? I had to call Wait, you out I on these social. These were super sensitive, extraordinarily like, expensive mics. And then eight, I, I eight talk times a week. By the way, this is getting. They're still. They're still. I talk next set. to it, and then you still say, "Can I speak into it?" Yeah, speak into Last it. Last time I got told, "Don't rub my head on it." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't rub your head on it. There's only one Peggy round here. You know what I mean? Not me. With the Pekka Micro and, and Peggy. He's got it yesterday. Who, Peggy? Yeah, he's got his own anthem now. <laughs> pegging, pegging you. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> I like it. Right, so the results. Sorry, Jamie. Fucking hell. What's up, son? Playing footsie with me under the <laughs> he's table. Get, he's got this son to <laughs> down now. Fucking size 15. He's coming my way over. Sorry, son. You all right, son? That's not me. <laughs> he's going to have a flat cap on next week. Sorry, son. You all right? He's going down me all next week. Oh, no. I wouldn't do that. Uh, in the Prem. Uh, no games this week. Uh, Borden Sports and Meridian sadly postponed. So no Prem games this week. Uh, in the senior, Black Ven and Erith with a really good win. 3-2 win against Barnhurst. Barnhurst looked like they turned a corner from their dodgy start to the season. Um, Gibbs, that's two losses for them uh, in the last two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, Barnhurst were two zip up as well. 2-0 up. Yeah, and they lost 3-2. Uh, no wonder I didn't get a text from Andy. No. You speak into that. I am been speaking now, so that's why I turned it there, so I'll speak into it. Oh, oh, just man. do what you want. Sorry if the sound quality was. Does it matter for certain angle if I've got it there? It does a little bit. Alright, I'm sorry. You know, mate, you need to get some higher chairs then. <laughs> um yeah, Black Fem with a really good win. That one made one of our games of the week yesterday. Joe usually gives us the eyes, doesn't he, when he feels like he's had a good when he feels like he's had a he good does result. when he thinks he should be on result of the week but um, that is result of the week worthy this week definitely um, 
in Division 2, AFC Kingfisher and Phoenix Knights drew one all. I did this fixture last year uh, and Kingfisher took both the wins that day over at um, Kidbrook School, whatever it's called now, Corelli College, um, one all yesterday. Well done to both teams. I bet that was a good game in Division 2. Woolwich 90 lose 3-2 to Junior Reds Athletic. Uh, Gibbs, I respect the hell out of Woolwich 90, but uh, they come back and they go and they come back again but the results seem to stay the same. Well, I hope they don't come back next week because we're playing them in the cup. So I hope they go. Um, yeah, they stick nice. around, don't they? Yeah, they do. But I mean, obviously, it's a club with a long running history, and especially in Westford, they've been going for for donkeys. Well, yeah, you have to respect it. Getting out of bed every Sunday sometimes when things ain't going your way to still show up with a team every week and still fulfil your fixtures and still grind it out. I mean, they've not been battered there. It's only it's only three two. It sounds like yeah. a good game. Well done, boys. Uh, well done to Junior Reds. On the win, uh, Catholic Club lose this week three, uh, five three against Bexley Hawks. Bexley Hawks um, with a good win. They're going well this year. Outside chance, I'd say for uh, play uh, for promotion for them after a couple of losses in the league. Uh, but nonetheless, Catholic Club um, not not the same club that we've seen uh, of recent years, Gibbs, or last year, should I say, their first year in Westford. No, but they fair play to them. They did take a massive jump, didn't they? Um, to be fair so maybe from where they was what was he in seven last year or, or six they've jumped it was in the best division in Westford last year weren't they yeah so they've jumped a fair few divisions so maybe dropping into the middle of that from where they was last season would probably be their level and build and maybe go again yeah but um, there's no shame in trying no shame uh, it might not part Rangers drew Friel with Petswood senior vultures uh, good point for uh, might not park Rangers against uh, uh, Petswood who have been going well this year uh, Woolwich Royals winless run continues this week 2-0 against Duchess of Kent I bet that was a good game Woolwich Royals gone well off the boil Gibbs from calling them sharks in September October November um, where's the form gone? I think it's just the fact of uh, I saw uh, Kevin yesterday actually I think he said they always have like this sort of wobble after Christmas and I I do know I think a lot of the games since Christmas have only had 11 men so they might be top of the league but obviously 11 men every week um, I think their keeper picked up a bad injury didn't he after Christmas uh, was it a broken leg um, oh yeah so it's it's always it's going to start to take its toll um, I mean they're not losing they're still getting points on the board they just need to turn them draws maybe in, into wins maybe just um, get some get some players back and uh, see how it goes yeah uh, we wish uh, Willage Wells all the best actually um, it's, it's sad to see the form dropping off uh, it looked like a, a trophy uh, was for them on the cards it still could be still a lot of football to play Duchess of Kent we know they're not an easy side to play against a good point for them well done lads uh, in Div 4 uh, Kingsford win 2-1 against the uh, Spring Hill Sharks the Rezies uh, Chris Elliott back on fucking defensive coaching duties this week <laughs> and they lose 2-1 did you speak to him yesterday? Was was he there yesterday? No, I don't, it wasn't at Meridian, was it? It was a away game. Did he make it back, or was he? Too oh no, upset? I didn't. I didn't see Chris yesterday. No, to be fair, but you know what? I don't know um, if Kingsford of Lakes, and I know they didn't play last week, or was it the week before? They didn't have a team out, so I'm not sure. Um, but they're a very good side, um, and Spring will to be up and down as they are to only lose two one. It's not the end of the world, and maybe take some positives out of that and uh, and carry on the build. You know, maybe start planning for for next season and stuff, because um, they are a good side, Kingsford. Hopefully, Springhill United Reses can sack Chris Elliott before the end of the season, start fresh in the summer. Yeah, Elliott, Elliott out. Let's get that trending. Elliott out. Hashtag it. 
Uh, Div 4, Stuart Zill Spartans lose 8-1 to Hartford Athletic. I love the thought that the 8-2 was in the back of their heads. Oh, was it really? I hope I hope so, towards the end of that game. Uh, Hartford doing their half of the bargain for me. Cheers, boys. That's um, got some stats on them later. They're in the games of the week for next week. Um, spoiler alert. Sorry to spoil it. They've um, they've scored over 20 goals in the last four games. They are going all guns blazing. Uh, Bexy Knights and Bexy Wanderers was my game yesterday. Last minute thing after my Southern Sunday game was postponed. Oh, you jumped in and helped out, didn't you? Jumped in, helped out. Not, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> not, all, not all of us do, you know. I do my work quietly in Vexy uh, <laughs> uh, Knights. Just lose. winked in his shed on his own. Yeah, just oh, sorry, the garage. The garage. The garage. The garage. The garage. Seven-one to Bexley Wanderers. The... Did you bash in the garage for the game? I bashed at the game. You bashed at the game. Yeah, I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. Uh, Bexley Knights loves a crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the boys were cheering me on. <laughs> Have you seen my uh, ref six? My heat map that I put up. That was that. That was. The oh, is that what it was? Oh, right right. on the halfway line. That when he was on bashment duty. <laughs> um, Bexley Wanderers far too strong for Bexley Knights on the day. Um, it was a windy, windy day. Um, narrow pitch. Um, Bexy Knights couldn't get their passing together. Uh, Bexy Wanderers capitalised on it. Um, a penalty to Bexy Knights. Uh, early doors. You know, putting them. I think they went one nil up. One in lost seven. Was it? Was it trying to sit back and defend the lead? I can't remember exactly what happened. I'd oh, so it's a good game then. It was. A, I mean, it was a good game. As I say, Bexy Wanderers. Uh, by far the stronger team. Bexley Knights kept going though. Uh, plenty of passion. It's a very uh, narrow pitch up there though, isn't it? Very it's, narrow. It's not, it's not the greatest of pitches very to play narrow. on. I, I mean, I'd be, I'm surprised it's past regulations, to be fair, on the width of it. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's not, to be fair. Is it? Nice I, quality, I, I thought it was a nine-a-side pitch when we played there, if I'm being honest. I don't know. I, I, um, I, someone, someone must have measured it from the league for it to be... Um, maybe though, them. because of the... Um, like lack of pitches and availability for teams now where there's a lot of teams maybe I mean but if undersized pitches are allowed then that probably that probably would expand the amount of teams we're allowed the places we're allowed to play at so there wouldn't yeah. be much so I'll, I'll have a five aside next week and we'll just have yeah. 22 on there exactly um, yeah I, I think it is narrow um, but that as I say these grounds are, are accepted by the league so we can't complain we played football um, football was played um, the Bexley Knights boys tried their best uh, but yeah um Promotion candidates, Bexley Wanderers, um, by far the better team. Could have been more. They missed some chances, and uh, one of their players um, missed. Must have been watching the rugby the day before because he kept wanting to put it over the bar. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I told him he probably should have to pay double subs uh, to the team, and I think they all agreed. Mm. Uh, the other next game in Div Five South London Athletic One, Peckham Rye Three. Um, the Peckham Rye. Uh, little horses keep on going uh, galloping gives. listen we celebrated yesterday because oh, that's your yeah we was officially yeah, yeah, yeah. saved from relegation yesterday <laughs> so we actually when we lost the other three points it? now we're actually safe from relegation now and we actually celebrated honestly because now we know we're safe we can start trying to expand on our team and play football and enjoy mm, it mm, mm. Um, who was the scorers yesterday Golin's back in back amongst them yeah. I'll tell you what it was proper Sunday league yesterday proper Sunday league obviously it was pissing down with rain turned and, up and windy no pitch permit no, no, we, turned <laughs> we turned up it was the only game at Charlton Park there was no changing rooms players were getting changed in their car or literally under a bit of shelter um, then it dried off a bit so that we went out to the pitch um, 
like no corner flags. Charlton Park um, referee came. The, the game itself, um, they're they're a good side. Um, they're the full squad. Um, they signed a lad from uh, Bexley Knights as well that we knew was a good player in the centre of the park, and uh, they went they went one new up. They had the wind on their side first half. They went one new up, and to be fair, they was unlucky maybe not to have another one or two if I'm being honest um, the, like we had a couple cleared off the line um, but then second half kind of we had a we had oh sorry what it was then we scored just before half time literally last kick of the, of was, the first was half was he at the fucking game yeah sorry sorry I'm just sleeping in half time I was, yeah, I was getting changed there. <laughs> half, half time uh, we had a little chat and we knew what we was doing wrong um, and then the second half we went out we started playing a bit of football we had the um, the wind with us then yeah. and um, I'd like to say we kind of dominated the whole second half. I mean, they did have chances on the break and stuff, but um, obviously Cornet scored the first goal for half time. Then Ross scored a, a really good lob um, keeper come out, and then um, and it was unselfish of Ross as well. He drew the keeper out literally in the six yard box, and uh, Golin's got his goal back um, back on track. His goal tally back on back track. Fucking time and all. So um, so it was it was a good day for us and a, and a big three points. Obviously, their third. Um, at the time looking to catch us I think it gives us like four games in hand now on them you'll need every one of them to, to push these big teams that you're playing against in Div 5 won't you well, you put your claws away oh, no, no claws I'm just saying you, the little horses of uh, Beckham Rail this, to... this is a true underdog story you look at where the club like the where the team was last year what, and the fucking top three finished third <laughs> finished third in the Prem fighting off relegation <laughs> no no the reserves I mean that's a different team there's no players that played oh. there playing with us and uh, and now obviously looking for for titles and and cup finals, you know. So it's, it's, it's like it's romance, isn't it? Who's going to play you in the film? <laughs> it's, it's like it's football romance. It's like uh, it's like Boreham Wood beating Bournemouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's going to play you in the film when they bring it out? <laughs> Barry from EastEnders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who would? That is a question. That's the poll. Here we go. Here's, here's a poll. Who would play Gibbs if they made a Peck and Rye the movie? Who would play Gibbs? Um, Joe that, Pesci in uh, in Home Alone. Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. Oh, I was thinking. Bob Hoskins. I'd like to think Adam Sandler. John Malkovich. <laughs> Ad- Adam Sandler would go with. Adam nah, Sandler. you're not having that. You're not having that at all. It's a bit deep. I like Adam Sandler. Yeah, That's a good one. So who would play Gibbs in the Peck and Ryder movie? Oh, I've got a feeling we've opened up a whole can of worms. <laughs> in. I'm going to get so much stick on. Can I see Elliot? Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jay, we'll let Jace Ferrillo play me. Oh yeah, Jace. Anyway, let's uh, move on. Let's slowly on but anyway, look look forward forward to the responses it was uh, yeah, that will be comical. It was uh, three big points for us and um, a big step towards red- oh, safe from relegation. So we can move on now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But all the lads couldn't fault them yesterday. All the lads, Peggy. Do you know what I mean? Cornet. Um, there was all quality um, in the middle of the park. Pete, Ben, as usual. Rollins stays in the, the first Tony. team now. He's not got to go and slam it with the, the A's after scoring. No, he's never he never slums it with the A's. That time, but yeah, no, everyone. Um, we even had a, a guy from the late, the A's yesterday. Um, Shaq, he came and played with us as well. Um, did a job. Do you know what I mean? It was. Um, it, 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 it was playing attack. No, it wasn't Shaq attack. That's no. a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> he is a uh, defence, but um, yeah, it was good. Dave in goal. Um, did a job 
it was good. Can go through the whole fucking team, man. Well, you, you got to give them their all. Their, you got to give them all their credit. You can't just say one here well and there. Done, well done to the right back, Sandra, who washed the cat. Left yeah. back was great. Sandra, I don't know the laundry's name. No. <laughs> Sandra at the dry cleaners. She done yeah. a bit. All right, move on then. Okay, now come on. Uh, Tamara beat Alpington Athletic six. Five in the second best the division. best division but fuck Chimera uh, in the best division in Westfa uh, the boom where come on a boom <laughs> they won their first you know what I know what they've done now they've given everyone a head start, head start because they know what they was just going to come I in thought. and start spanking everyone so if we yeah. start off with a one all draw yeah. then we're just going to start ironing teams out now and then we're coming for the title I know what's going to happen that's why I said the ball all the day long yeah one all against Avery Hill which is a massive point for them let's not Belittle it. It didn't make our result of the week. Our, our competitors on the uh, polls of the week wanted a draw in there. We don't put draws, so um, regardless of how good a point that was, um, we only go for wins. Uh, so apologies to the Bourne for doing that. Uh, we didn't do it in the south in the southern Sunday either. We changed their original um, selection. Uh, so a good point uh, for the Bourne. Disappointed Avery Hill, who have looked improved. They they'll be. Uh, disappoint with that. Uh, Fleetwood Mac win again, three 0 this week. Gibbs against New Cross Rovers reserves. Told you the, the Mac, Mac the, attack is the back. Ma- the Mac is back, boy. Return of the Mac. <laughs> He's back. Uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets two, Greenwich Battle Cruisers one. Cries Jamie of the best team in Greenwich. They seem to forget. Let, let me address this, right? Yeah, please. We've please always do. been the best team in Greenwich. Right? We are literally in a league of our own because they all play in Division 55 or whatever league they're in. Oh, right. oh, oi, oi, oi. Forza, Forza, Forza would give us a good game. A back my West for colleagues, right, yeah. They, 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 like, oh, yeah. Listen, the I've Battle got, Cruisers would th- do you. The Battle Cruisers would do you. I've got three West for trophies in the bag. Listen, oh, they oh, can yeah. come and talk to me, oh, right? Yeah. When they're in a decent division, I tell you what, oh, decent team. I tell you what, the Challenge Vets and the Battle Cruisers are going to combine. Good. They'll play you pre-season. What are they going to be? The Battle Vets? The Vet Cruisers? Yeah, oh, yeah I'm, I'm calling it on that. Challenge cruisers. Greenwich Unite and take the Mariners down pre-season. <laughs> Where, West for Greenwich 11 against us. West for Greenwich. Easy. Oh, hey, West for Greenwich 11. Mm. All right, that's on pre-season. Yeah, He's so called what, it on Greenwich. Let's you go. Got, you got A2, you got AFC and Forza. Listen, Challenge and uh, Cruisers. Just, <laughs> just stay home. I'll go Forza for this Greenwich, one. <laughs> Greenwich Elite have gone there, haven't they? So. Um, yeah, they've fucked up. No, hey, challenge Vets... And battle cruisers, uh, it's on pre-season. We, we've had a shit season, but we're, we're taking still, the Mariners still down. The best team in Interesting. Greenwich. We'd love to see oh. the Greenwich, um, the Greenwich Operation Wipeout Mariners. This is what we're doing pre-season. We'd love, We'd love to it. see the Guacamole Cup in the summer, wouldn't we? Was it the yeah. Tea and Scones Cup? <laughs> the hummus, the hummus trophy, made from hemp. Um, British Challenge Vets two one against Battle Cruisers. Well done to the Greenwich Challenge Vets. They want on the podcast. We'll try and make that happen. Is, uh, that where, is that where my cracking plays? Yeah, Phil McCracken won't get on. I think it's Keith or, or Carl the guy's name. Guy, the guy's name is, sorry, mate. I can't remember off the top of my head. He's probably he's, Jim. McCracken has come off social media, hasn't he? Has he? Well, I don't know. He's, he's been very quiet. Anyway, um, it's, it's nice and quiet without someone saying that comments about every single game that we put on games of the week, isn't it? Oh, I oh I've got a fun stat for you. So how many ways for teams have mourned about games of the week? 78 96 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lesser FXI and Spring Hill United Blues share a point 2 all uh, must have been a good game uh, that's just halted I think uh, it was last minute as well for Spring Hill Blues was it? what? Yeah. win? Uh, the, the goal sorry to concede, yeah equaliser yeah to concede or the draw to the, for the draw 
Hey, I won't be happy with that. Uh, Leicester FXI. Does that open the door for the Greenwich boys? The no. Good, the good they're about eight points no, about. They're eight points behind. Oh, you wait till I add them in my super Greenwich team as well. You're, bang, mate, honestly, you're banging trouble, mate. Bang them on. Probably using one of those vulture balls in the wind. It probably flew <laughs> everywhere. Fly <laughs> Uh, in the Pete Smith Memorial Cup um, Northern Eagles lose again this week to Burridge Blues Gibbs the Eagles um, they've had their wings clipped and they seem to be struggling through games at the minute although they have played um, the better teams in the senior over the last few weeks with Metrogas uh, Barnhurst and now Burridge Blues um, but Northern Eagles good season uh, petering out towards the end yeah it's not it's not been a good few weeks for Northern Eagles they was a uh... Flying eye at the top of the league, and um, I think that Metro Gas loss has uh, took it out of them a bit now, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. so. Um, I bet Mighty Royals played Borden Westfer in the Plumsy Challenge Cup, my oh, favourite cup. I've got a little. Uh, of course, you have. 3 1 to, to the Borden boys. They four last week, didn't they? <laughs> this, is, this is from Jimmy. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy, sir! Match report. Hey, weekly match reports. Always <laughs> welcome. Send them in. Yeah, please. Today we made hard work of our cup game. We was one up right on half time, but no joke, we should have been about five or six nil down. I made my best game today, pulled off oh, seven, quali- run, seven quality saves to keep us in the game. He wants a move. Second half we woke up and showed our qualities and scored on 50 minutes to level, oh, there was one nil down, sorry, to level it. Then we went ahead with a great free kick around the wall into it. the back of the net to make it 2-1 <laughs> on 55 minutes then it was a matter of time before we scored again on 75 the ref was going to give us a pen in the build up but awarded the goal by playing the advantage comfortably comfortable second half God, the ref! we go again into next round now to play Borden first team man of the match goes to me oh, so who's this Jimmy on. who does he play for Borden Sports uh, West fighting goal slid down in my DMs Jimmy yeah he wants to move didn't he he's not he's not he's He's done a uh, Ronnie and put himself fucking, in the shop window. Was it Santiago and fucking Nunez? And Nunez yeah. fucking Did you see my game against Fulham? <laughs> I can't believe that. He's praised the ref for the advantage in the penalty box. Well, God, brave ref doing that. Well done, ref. Uh, Golden Eagles lose uh, win 2-0 against Falconwood Reserves. That's a Met League team. Well done to the Eagles. Um, unlucky to Falconwood Reserves. Uh, Abbey Mead win 1-0 against the South Average boys in the Plumstead Challenge Cup. Well done, Abbey Mead. Not having not, a... If I beat them, I'll start calling them that. Other than that, they're South Ballers to me. Eltham Lions Youth win 10-1 against JJ uh, United. Sorry. I've got a match report here from JJ. Did you see that? Oh, fuck me. Go on. Did they bother? JJ? Yeah. Go on, JJ. Welcome to the team, son. Just that little fucking jobby <laughs> emoji in it. The Why game... do I keep saying right. Sam? I know. The game started... And good so far, good start. And, yeah, and finished. The game started. We was in the game for the first two minutes, <laughs> and decided to play on the counter attack. Unfortunately, we conceded ten and lost ten one. Is that the actual report? No. Oh, Gibbs, you've you've mocked them. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Uh, Thank you. I thought JJ were joining the crew. They're, they're more than. I'd welcome. like to get a match report from them. I really yeah, would. I would. Um, in the Alliance Cup. Um, Elton Rovers win 3-2 against Crayford Arrows a big win for Elton Rovers against a really a good Put them in, um... Crayford Arrows they're in result of the week yeah they was in result of the week and they was weren't they the ones last week that said stick that on your podcast stick that on your fucking podcast well yeah. I stuck it on my fucking podcast yeah we stuck it on didn't we we stuck it on Elton Rovers now you've got to keep winning otherwise every loss we're just going to have a laugh yeah be result of the week for the other team yeah uh, Ethel Wilkins Memorial Cup 
Uh, Chimera Reserves lose 3-0 to Elton Palace. Well done to Elton Palace. Finding your feet now in Westfar. In the Alliance Cup, AFC Shine win 2-1 against Metro Massive. Uh, Shine back to winning ways. Um, Metro Massive season uh, petering out. In the President's Cup, um, Jam loved this cup. They showed that yesterday. They beat Bulltarks 5-1, Gibbs. Real good win. Hell of a good win. Real good, good win. Job. Congrats to Phil and the team on that yeah, one. Well done, Phil. Obviously not in goal yesterday. Uh, Crayford Athletic lose 1-0 to Red Velvet. Those two. Um, I've got a match report for this one. Red Velvet match report. Go yeah. on, Spencer. Yep, Spencer in dominated most of the first half um, down at Crockenhill. Scored an absolute peach from 30 yards. Ended up being only goal. We had a few chances second half, but end of the day, we grinded out the half um, into the semis we go. So up the velvet. Velvet's got a semi. Oh, I don't know if it's bigger than your pole, but um, we'll go from there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Intercross lost 5-2 to Greenwich Hotshots in the Clinton Lindhurst Elliott Memorial Cup. Uh, Greenwich Hotshots on goal scored the best team in Greenwich yesterday. But that cannot be... No one's the best team in Greenwich over the Mariners yesterday. Uh, in, oh, yeah, the, in the Jay Walker Brickwork, Junior Red Sports lose 4-1 to South East Athletic Maroon. Another result, Gibbs, making it to our um, results of the week poll. Yeah, I love it when uh, you say ours. But when it's, when we get stick, Gibbs picks them. But when it's good, it's ours. Well, uh, I really like that. McCracken leaves us alone now, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, sorry. You don't shift the blame and, and chuck and, me under and the once, bus. And once I called Omar, one, <laughs> once I called Omar, Omar McCracken, he left it. Away. He left us alone <laughs> as well, didn't he? Uh, New Life lose seven nil to Footscray Lions Vets. There's no, no, there's no shame in that though. No shame they, in the much stronger They can do, they do that Cup. to a lot of teams. Yeah, um, and they do. Um, old Fortronians and Lewisham Tamils. Shared a nil-nil draw at that, full time. That was all quite surprised me when I saw that one. Because uh, they were a decent side, old Fortronians. I could see they kept a clean sheet because they, they're good at the back. But um, I thought they might have had a little bit too much going forward for Tamils. But um, st- it's a good result for Tamils. They can take a lot of positives from that. Absolutely. Uh, too much from the spot only on uh, yesterday. Old Fortronians 4-3. The win for them into the next round. Uh, in the Clinton Linda. I think this Elliot, was, sorry, just before you read it, this result went to penalties. It wasn't actually after extra time. Yeah, I saw this and thought the refs got that wrong. Yeah, it's gone on for, it's gone wrong on uh, time. The Peoples win five four on penalties. Yeah. I don't know if it was on penalties, but they won on penalties though. Did you see the um the dodgy linesman offside on Twitter? Yeah. What was your thoughts on it as a ref? Do you think he'd come back off offside? No. You, th- you thought it was a good goal? Yeah. So did I. Yeah, I thought it was a good goal. Right, this cup. Yeah, yeah, it's cheating. Cheating <laughs> linos. That's what happens when there's a bit of history in cups. You get linos and that cheating. Uh, the people's beat the, the Sid Cup. Not sure of the score. Five four. We've got here, um, but it went to penalties. Um, the people's go through to the next round. Well done to them. They had lots of good cup battles with um, Sid Cup mm. um, over the years. So that one would have been a real good game. Uh, and in the President's Cup. Springhill United firsts lose 9-0 to Under the Radar. Under the Radar finally smashing someone. They've not really done that this season. No, well, I did see um, the Under the Radar lads yesterday when I went uh, after our game. Um, bumped, bumped into Meridian. Um, they, they said that it was a good game. They played well. But then hearing about the game as well, uh, Springhill only had 10 men. And then, oh. and then they went down to nine men very early when they had a man sent off. Oh, so up. it was oh, playing so against UTR with nine men yeah, is um, is hard work on its own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. obviously with no subs because they've only had um, ten men. So it's um, they've had a they've had a bit of a stinker there. To be fair, um, 
it's and once you go down to nine men, they're always going to punish you with their quality. So absolutely, well, the tailor that there come to the Celt Grassroots <coughs> podcast for your for all of your information. You're wondering why it was nine nil. Well, they had nine men. Thank you, Gibbs, for doing your homework this week. I do my homework every week, and I'll speak to you in a minute. Yeah, cheers, mate. So now for the Southern Sunday section with Graham. Uh, sadly, the teams of Swag and Southwest Rangers yesterday didn't get the full Wheaton uh, debut uh-huh. in the Southern Sunday. Uh, but we, we go again, I think April now. I think our date's closed for March because of a, a stag do that I've got to go to. But in April, uh, hopefully I'll get to grace the, the league again. I was very much looking forward to it, Graham. Um, but uh, we go again, as, as we say. Yeah, I think we were all looking forward to it yesterday. Uh, actually, we were looking for you to get a little bit of stick uh, from the teams uh, <laughs> after the big build-up that we've given you. But yeah, I'll have to keep. It's a bit like putting champagne on ice. You'll you'll come good in the end. That's it, mate. So some of the results we had we had mate, we had a full uh, fix. Only a few postponements yesterday due to um, overzealous perhaps groundsmen in the Dulwich region. Um, but other than that, uh, we had lots of games in the Prem. The supreme, the supreme trophies, Graham Dodd, uh, Prem Division, uh, AFC Putney, Halt, uh, Wimbledon Towns resurgence uh, over the last month or so, four one to AFC Putney, Graham, and uh, yeah, as I say, that's put the we put the mockers on Wimbledon Town last week, saying that they were they were on the comeback. Yeah, quite an emphatic scoreline on that one. I think that does Putney and their sort of title challenge the world of good. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've propelled themselves up to second. And, yeah, they've just been going about their business in the league yeah, quietly. Mm. Um, in the Cups, they've not necessarily done so well, but maybe they are putting all their eggs in one basket because they want that league title at the end of the season. We'll soon see, won't we? We will. And, you know, a league title is something very special. For me, I'm a Cup, I'm a cup man, definitely. Um, being a Charlton fan, we don't win too many leagues, so or <laughs> Cups for that matter. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, I always prefer a Cup. In the championship, the Tony Eldridge championship, uh, Lazio three, South London Giants one. Uh, Lazio showing really that they are amongst the best of the of the rest in, in the championship. Uh, Bath Old Boys, uh, their fantastic run continues. 4-1 win against the Battersea Dogs. Um, Cosmos lose against Wheatsheaf, Athletic Wheatsheaf um, in a good run of form. Cosmos just dropping off now. That's two losses in two weeks for them, uh, Graham. Yeah, so I was asked, wasn't I, um, of who I thought essentially was the kind of favourite for that second spot. And I did go with Lazio and a couple of people said, you know, we, we think that, that, that Cosmos are a bit of a better side. Seven point gap now between those two teams. Lazio, other than the couple of losses to Sporting Continental, they seem to be beating everyone else in yeah. the division. So, uh, yeah, they really put themselves in that box seat, to be honest with you, Andrew. And um, Lazio from surviving a relegation on sort of constitutional purposes because we were short of teams in that division. That's the only, they got a reprieve from relegation and then to come back then and then mount a promotion challenge the next year is quite a turnaround for them. So fair play. Yeah. Well done lads. And the big, the big game, the big face off in, uh, in the championship yesterday between our two um, predicting uh, contributors <laughs> yesterday, uh, Sporting Continental took, took on uh, West Norwood um, 7-3 win to Sporting Continental back to winning ways last week after 
uh, booted the booting that they received from Wimbledon commoners. Um, Ryan consoling himself last night, evidently uh, hitting the beers after the the 7-3 defeat to Sporting Continental. Um, West Norwood not looking safe in the championship now, perhaps, Graham. I don't know. I mean, I think I think Battersea Dogs are in total free fall. They've been in dire dire need of a win all season. Uh, obviously, uh, one to go down. So I think West Norwood will probably survive at least on that basis. Um, but just a quick mention for Sporting Continental. I think they need two wins now to secure Premier Division football next season. And then that question goes away, and then my life gets a little. Part of my French, Graham, but you must be thinking, "Thank fuck for that." Ah, <laughs> I, um, that might be what I'm thinking, but I possibly couldn't say it. I said it for you. Don't worry about it. Thank you, mate. Uh, letters on a postcard to Soap Towers, please, not to Graham. Uh, at, uh, <laughs> at Southern Sunday HQ uh, in the Bob Dixon League One Barking Mad nil Wimbledon Commoners 2 Wimbledon continue good form uh, using that good result last week in the cup against Sporting Continental uh, back in league back in league form 2-0 uh, for them uh, looking good for Wimbledon Commoners at the moment yeah, again, just looking at teams that have sort of propelled themselves there or thereabouts um, into sort of the box seat or in contention. Kudos, you know, we were talking about Kudos and Junction Elite for a long time. Kudos, massive slide in results. Wimbledon, again, going about their business in the league quietly on top of the cup win um, last week, the huge cup win. They've backed it up. They've backed it up. And they have. Uh, that's all you can ask teams. I mean, you know, Barking Mad are in the middle of the table. They are one of those awkward teams where you don't necessarily know with what you're going to get. And, and you have to you have to have 11 men out there who are going to give everything. And, you know, you can't hold back in those games. You have to just go out and do the business, which they did and got a clean sheet as well. And I do like clean sheets in Sunday football, so I like to talk about them. We don't see them very often, very often, very uh, few clean sheets. And I'm glad for the Wimbledon Commoners because there's often that, those big results often... Um, are sort of followed up with how the hell did they beat them? Yeah. We, we only, they played X, Y, Z against us. They were rubbish. And yeah. I'm glad that the commoners have backed up that win. Now, hopefully they can go on a little run because um, having caught the eye last week, um, they deserve it. And uh, well done boys in league two, uh, AFC South London returned to winning ways after a wobble in recent times, they beat QN Tiga first four, three um, and the league two, um, promotion places uh, behind our friends at Sellhurst, really heating up. Uh, South London back at it. Uh, Wimbledon Wolves amongst it. Uh, QNT, have they got an outside shout for it? No, they're too they're too far back now. I mean, I think the only team from the chasing pack is probably Club Football Vale, who have got a bit of a squeak, but they would need the teams kind of in front of them to take results off of each other and then they'd need to go on a run for the last six games. So I probably wouldn't count them, but the team there definitely in the form is definitely Real Dundonald without a shadow of a doubt. They're looking good this season. Good segue there, mate. Atletico Buble losing 1-0 to Real Dundonald. Uh, good form, as you say, for them. Ribblesdale Rovers lose 4-1 to Club Football Val. That sees the fixtures out for League Two. Um, whoever does the fixtures has set up a lovely one next week. We'll get to that in the second part of the Southern Sunday. Well, you know that uh, it's me fixtures. that does fixtures, Andrew. Now, <laughs> oh, that, come on, you know that it's just me. me. I can't say well done, Graham. So I try and do it Why backhanded because no one, no, no one wants to hear that. They'll switch off. Uh, <laughs> including me, probably. It's <laughs> enough to make me go to sleep. Uh, but yeah, it's really good fixtures. A tough game coming up for South London 
Um, they play Wimbledon Wolves next week, so it doesn't get any easier for them. Um, but a good time for AFC, uh, AFC South London to be getting into form. Uh, Real Dundonald seen off Buble, um after their loss the other week against Junction Elite. Buble's form uh, now two losses in two weeks for them. Uh, and Club Football Val keep going. What a good division League Two is. They're all good divisions. <laughs> That's my diplomatic answer, because I don't want to be accused of upsetting anybody or having any preferential treatment or favours here. I, oh, does I that do mean at, that so, someone had a moan? There's always someone having a moan. There's always someone having <laughs> oh, a moan. God. And even if it's not a genuine moan, just even after a hard day, a little sly dig just is enough to push my buttons. And yeah, oh, I'm pe- not biting. People still take this podcast seriously. Really, <laughs> the, the mind boggles. Right, League Three. <laughs> Clapham Chiefs took on Harbert Rovers in a real interesting game yesterday. Uh, the Clapham Chiefs losing 4-2 to Harbert. Uh, they're back to uh, some good form. Um, a good win for Harbert. And full of praise for the referee on the day, Clapham Chiefs. I have no idea who that referee on that game was yesterday, <laughs> but uh, he'll take the credit and the praise. Uh, no, I mean, all the credit really has got to go to the two teams, Andrew, to be honest. Um, horrible pitch there, pitch two at Clapham Common. It was absolutely diabolical. Um, one half was particularly worse than the other, but not one player from either team moaned about the pitch. They got the ball down. They they weren't lumping it up in the air. You know, they weren't playing long balls. They were really trying to pass it. And actually, it played a lot better than what I thought it was. Um it, it was it was kind of tight in stages, but, you know, Harbert, they just had a little bit too much, I would say, for them. Um, it was 4-1 until uh, the Clapham got a consolation towards the end. I think 4-2, maybe 4-3 probably would have been a little bit fairer on the scoreline, but at least it wasn't 4-1. I think that would have been very harsh. But you can see kind of what both teams are trying to do in, and you can kind of see where they are. Harbert, very, very, very good side. Um, definitely going to finish in that top two. I don't think there's a doubt about it. And I think Clapham, with maybe one or two more additions and a little bit more uh, kind of finishing power in the final third, they've got a good chance next season, I think, of being up there or thereabouts because, you know, they're, they're quite a solid outfit. Fantastic. Uh, well done to both teams. Uh, this result now, Park Left B drawing three all with Hampton Terriers. Um, Harbert Rovers now with a nice bit of breathing space there. Um, in the League Three uh, title race, um, they've got games in hand as well. I think, haven't they? Harbert. Yes, they. Yeah, um, Harbour have got two games in hand on them, and they're a point clear now. So, yeah, they are very, very much in the box seat after um, yesterday's results. But, but Hampton, I think they'll take a point there yesterday at Park Life. Park Life are probably other than Harbour, the form team in the division prior to Harbour's loss. Um, Park Life having a brilliant, brilliant season. And they were 3-0 up Park Life in that game at half-time. And Hampton found the resolving character to come down from 3-down to 3-3. So even though they got a point and they saw the Harbour result, I think they'll probably look at that as a really decent point on the board, to be honest. Uh, I think they conceded the title uh, the other week after they they lost to Harbour anyway. So now they'll just want to get this over the line, get the promotion done. Uh, so, yeah, they'll probably be pleased with the point against Park Life. Uh, the last game in League Three, Wandsworth Warriors and Wimbledon, uh, Westminster Wanderers, sorry, Westminster Wanderers Reserves sharing a one all draw. Uh, damp squib, that game doesn't really help either team, really, does it? No, but it helped Hampton. So, Wandsworth obviously are the nearest team. They're eight points behind, so they didn't get any ground on Hampton. So, no damage really done for them yesterday. So, yeah, Wandsworth Warriors and Park Life in third and fourth. 
both having brilliant seasons. Uh, into League Four, Clapham Wanderers lose again 3 1 this week to QN Tiga B. Uh, no sort of ray of sunshine on the horizon for the Clapham boys, unfortunately. Uh, rather than other than being thoroughly nice chaps, uh, Merton Athletic and Top Deck shared a Desmond, uh, a bad result uh, in that title race for Merton. Graham, they'll, they'll need to win every week that they possibly uh, play now if they want a chance to catch up with the Magpie recruitment lads. Yeah, I mean, I just think Magpie, they, they look relentless this season and they were uh, winners in the County Cup yesterday in the Surrey Cups. They're through to the quarterfinal there. They won 4-1. They just like that. They're going to win every single game. So, yeah, from a from a Magpie perspective, they'll just carry on doing what they're doing. I think from Merton's perspective, they do have to start getting wins and consistency back on the board because the likes of Loco Wimbledon are there or thereabouts sniffing about. They didn't play yesterday and they will really want to when they come back next week to put some points on the board just to enlighten that uh, that runner-up spot so yeah it'll be interesting to see how that one goes over the the next sort of six or seven games there's quite a few games still to run in that division so uh, a little bit of a way to go uh Northcote rangers beat mortlake uh 2-1 uh in league four uh, interestingly for magpie recruitment fans they are our guests on the podcast next monday so uh, we'll hear about them a team that doesn't seem to have lost a game since the very start of the season. I think they drew their first two games of the season. Uh, and since then, it's been all wins uh, for them. Uh, in the One Sunday. of my questions, Andrew, would be, and I'm not telling you how to do your job or, or to interview, but I'd love to know from them what their outlook was at the beginning of the season. What was their aim and their aspiration? Because... Yeah. I don't even know what it was. And he has really kind of flirted with players really over the last year or two where he's never had any sort of consistent in 11. He has, he holds normally quite a big squad. So I'm just wondering what the transition was over the summer and what their aspirations were at the beginning. If you could find that out, I'd be hugely grateful. I could tell you, Graham, that's one of my stock questions that I send to the teams with their preparation uh, before the interview. So he'll be ready to answer that question for you next week i will be listening <laughs> uh, in league five ballon badgers lose 4-2 to newlands um painters community get some revenge on their result last week against sport in london 6-1 wow. this week uh painters what a response from the boys what a statement of intent that is well you could say it was a pasting it was an absolute pasting <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that, was a, that uh, was one of my better efforts not bad uh, Sport in London <laughs> yeah they'll be gutted they'll wonder what's happened there they they beat Painters last week and they've been comprehensively uh, beat and they have taken the points back there massively the Painters boys uh, South, Sport in London sorry will be wondering what the hell has happened Football is a funny old game like that you could just get two contrasting results in two weeks it's um, yeah just goes to show that we give the predictors a really tough time, don't we, with some of these games? We do, definitely. Uh, Real Al Madrid win 4-3 against AFC Bluebirds. Um, a shock result, Real Madrid. Their season hasn't been fantastic. Um, Bluebirds will wonder again what has happened. That's a massive, a massive three points for uh, Real Al Madrid. I saw Bluebirds after the game at Clapham Common yesterday as they were going back towards the... Um changing rooms and I said oh kind of how did you get on and I think the look on their face I think said it all don't ask <laughs> they, they, they weren't happy they were not happy yesterday but Real El Madrid you know give them a little bit of credit they're up to seven points now three points behind Bluebirds they played a couple of games more they looked dead and buried three weeks ago is there going to be a little bit of a twist in the remaining games and are Bluebirds going to get sucked into that last relegation place time Let's will see. tell 
Uh, the last game in League Five, Westminster Wanderers thirds, uh, winning 3-1 against Junction Elite seconds. Uh, both the two top um, teams in the higher place, the, the first and second team at Junction Elite, have been going really well this season, Graham. Uh, I think this one sneaked into the Selk um, games of the week. You, you, you left it out in favour of a brilliant draw elsewhere in the league. Um, but what a great result for Westminster Thirds. I think it's a great result, but I want to add some context here, both to yourself and to Westminster Wanderers, who did call me out a little bit on this. Um, I, I, I've got a bit of an overview, as you know, with what goes on in the league. And I do recall back in the Marcus Lipton Cup that Westminster Wanderers beat Junction Elite by the same 3-1 scoreline in the Marcus Lipton Cup. So that's why the score wasn't a shock to me yesterday. A man that does his homework, knows the history, don't question Mr. Rodborough on his on his They'd already the done week. it once. They'd already done it once. And I just thought, you know, that 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 kind of took away that shock upset element for me. That yeah. it's just my own personal opinion. That's fine. As a, me. as a as a thing, as a sort of thing, we don't really put draws on the polls of from the podcast, but I know the league do their own one. Usually we just piggyback that one, but that's the only reason there was a change, not because of opinion from me. It's all suggested by Graham anyway, and all of the contributors choose the games of the week from their individual leagues. Um, so it wasn't me choosing Westminster Wanderers thinking that that was a better result than the one Graham chose. Um, Graham suggested all the games that we put in the poll anyway. So don't have a go at Graham. Phew. <laughs> you don't need my help anyway. Uh, in League Six, <laughs> um, London Ravens B and Westminster Wanderers under 23s share a Desmond. Um, Sporting South lose 9 1 to Poplar Rovers. Poplar Rovers in fifth gear, really firing in all on all guns. Uh, this this uh, at the moment, Graham, in fantastic form. Um, goal scorers seem to be knocking them in at a rate of knots at the moment. A uh, big, big result for Poplar Rovers, really looking the business. It is, but I like to put things in context and I don't want to burst anyone's bubble. Obviously, they're playing against the team that have only won one in 11 at the bottom of the table. Yeah. They've conceded 49 goals. They're just, just those sorts of results. You know, that's not going to get you onto the team of the week. That's uh, no disrespect to Sporting <laughs> itself. That is an expected result. Top against bottom. In the form that Poplar have been in and the, and the great players and the squad that they've got, they're expected to get that. They've got a bigger test next week, a far bigger test. And uh, if they get that result, that's when, you know, we'll start really sort of looking at it and really heaping the praise on because uh, that's a very, very big game at the top of the table that they've got next week. I'm not going to give it away to spoil it. I'm not either, but I've just looked at my sheet and I've seen it. Yeah, it's a very good game. I should know because I research it all, look at all the tables, get some stats to try and blind the listeners with that. I know what I'm talking about earlier in the morning today. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, what a fantastic game. Uh, who does these fixtures? Uh, never heard of him. I've never heard of him. <laughs> in League 7, Peckham Cosmos, uh, they can't seem to buy a win at the moment. They draw five all with Syndicate. For them to score five and not win a game, either team, they'll be gutted. Um, well, Southwest Athletic win eight nil against Olympique Mayonnaise. Uh, definitely gone off uh, or passed its sell by date that Mayonnaise yesterday. Uh, and Pimlico Penguins lose five one to East Putney. The head shake to everything what you thought about my joke there. Uh, Ballam and Clapham Albion win 6-1 against Kudos Athletic Seconds. Uh, most of those results 
going with the form book, really. Uh, I'm not surprised to see a draw between Peckham Cosmos and Syndicate cancelling each other out. Uh, Olympic mayonnaise, yeah, it's gone, it's gone bad. Pimlico Penguins, perhaps that's a bit of a shock result against East Putney. I did that game actually yesterday in the afternoon over on the um, lovely, um, beautiful carpet that was Clapham Common. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were on, they were playing well actually. Pimlico, they were um, they were leading the game sort of one nil and looked pretty confident at half time and. With the wind and sort of the hill and the sunshine, it just all seemed to go against Pimlico in the second half. And to be fair to Putney, they once they got to 1-1 and to 2-1, 3-1 killed the game and then they just put them to sword. And uh, yeah, just to mention, they scored a brilliant free kick. I think one of their defenders uh, right at the end, absolutely rocket, about 25 yards. And uh, he uh, did that lovely goal celebration with uh, raving his shirt around above his head and then picked oh up my. the customary yellow card from the referee. <laughs> there, there always has to be a pantomime villain. It might as well be me, mightn't it? They're the worst yellow cards to have to them. give as a referee, aren't they? Hate them. And it was like there'd been nothing in the game. I had nothing in the morning game. It was a lovely couple of games yesterday. And there's always one, isn't there? Oh, goodness. Ballam- Great win for East Putney, though. Great win. Good win for them. Uh, Ballam and Clapham Albion putting some wins together now as well. Yeah, they're, they're, they've got a chance there. They really do have a chance. There's absolutely no question about it, um, Ballam and Clapham Albion. They're, they're in that sort of third place. They're going to be asking questions of Mondale and Rosendale as we move towards the latter part of the League 8 season. So, uh, yeah, they're just, again, only one defeat in 10, going about their business quietly. I know we've mentioned them a couple of times, but, yeah. you know, they're not on social media sort of ranting and raving about what they are and what no. they're not doing. They're just getting the wins and keep they keep asking the question of the other teams, don't they? Going about their business nice and quietly. That's how we like it in League Nine. Uh, Larkhall City lost 7-1 to Deportivo La Calruña. Uh, one of one of the success stories in League Nine this season, Deportivo having a really uh, good season, I would say. Venezia Dons and Vauxhall Virgins squared up again. Uh, the Dons losing. That's two wins in the league, I think, for Vauxhall Virgins now, isn't it, Graham? Yeah, and that was a last-minute winner, I think, which just punches the heart and just kicks you in the ribs even more. If you think, you know, you're not going to win it, then at least don't lose it in those circumstances. And we may have had a nil-nil, which would have been an extraordinary result for that match. But yeah, um, Vauxhall, good side. Venezia Don's good side. Deportivo, good side. Brissia Battersea, Brick Sustain. You've got Old Town still there in the mix. Still a six-horse race, that League 9. Unbelievable division. Old Town win 3-0 against Renegades, uh, perhaps given the recent form for both teams. Predictable. Uh, Old Town doing well in the Cups and they have a league promotion probably now um, to gain as well. So lots to play for in the business end of the season now, the last the last three months or three and a half months of the season. Uh, Borussia Battersea win 5-2 against Clapham Athletic. A good win for Borussia and Old Town. Has that, has that loss, has Venezia Don's loss just let um, Deportivo and Old Town in a bit, or do we think there's too much? Uh, there's too much of a gap now. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I think if anything, it's probably opened it up even more. I mean, we've we've been saying, haven't we, for a couple of weeks that there's sort of six teams in the race. I really genuinely believe there are six teams in the race yeah. because they've all got to play each other. There are going to be many, many drop points between those teams. But I think I'm just looking for the one team who's going to put a run of probably five or four straight wins. I think whoever that's going to be, I think is going to possibly come out of the pack and then 
kind of get up to the top two and sit there. But that actually hasn't really happened from any team all season. But I think the one that gets the consistency, I think is going to get over the line. Fantastic. In League 10, the last couple of league games before we move on to some cup results. SW Lions under 23s back to winning ways um, against South London Pekin. Again, probably predictable, sadly, for the mm. Pekin boys. Uh, Old Sartonians lose 4-0 to Masvida. They're back, Masvida, um, with a good win in League 10. Uh, probably both of those results, Graham, going with expectations. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and sort of looking at the top four in that division, I think you've got you've got St Andrews. You've got eight out of eight. I think they're gonna. I think they're going up. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, no one's going to be surprised me calling that. And then it's essentially one from three. You know, you've got Old Ruts. Might be a bit too much for them. I think they might have played too many games. Masvida, they're there or thereabouts. And of course, you've got SW Lions, but they're just a little bit hit and miss in recent weeks. But mm. you know, we're looking at teams to put some form together if they got yeah maybe three wins from their last five games I think that probably would be enough maybe for them to get second but Masvida are not going to let them have it all their own way they've got a game in hand and yeah it'll be interesting to see when those teams play against each other under pressure who can come out on top into some Donovan into some cup fixes sorry first up the Donovan Thomas Cup um, Ellsfield lose 4-0 to Parthenope uh, lots of praise for Parthenope um, as a team. They sound like a really good outfit. Lots of teams uh, with good things to say about them. 4-0 for them in the Donovan Thomas Cup. Uh, is that a group stage cup or is that a knockout cup? No, yeah. that's a that's a knockout cup. And Parthenope are in the division below. Well, obviously, Oldsfield are struggling in the division yeah. above. But nonetheless, as you say, there's been a lot of praise for Parthenope in recent weeks that what a good side they are. And they've not necessarily been getting the results or, or putting the... Uh, sort of ball in the back of the net, taking their chances. Well, they answered that emphatically yesterday, 4-0 away and um, through to the next round. So, yeah. well done. Well done to Parthenope uh, and Ellsfield need to get their form back in gear um, for the rest of the season to stand a hope of staying in their division. Uh, Donovan Thomas Cup, Southside United win 5-2 against Bellum Mariners. Uh, are the Mariners sinking, Graham? Well, I didn't think they were. This was actually originally texted in as a 5-2 Mariners win. And I just thought well, that's a that's a bit of a good good uh, good result. Well done. They've turned it round. And then um, I got the inevitable text message once the bulletin had been sent out yesterday that uh, it was actually the other way round, which um, was probably <laughs> what I was what I was expecting. So any Southern Sunday teams listening, text your results in the right way. And I tell you what, this is going to sound a weird thing to say in the Ken Bailey Cup. Sellhurst beat London Hibs 5-2. But what a performance from the Hibs, the London Hibs boys. Sellhurst have turned over much better teams than uh, London Hibs on paper by much bigger margins than that. So a good account of themselves made by London Hibs in the Ken Bailey Cup yesterday. But Sellhurst go on to the next round. Yeah, that's no disgrace. That's no disgrace at all on, on form and on paper. Probably, you know, Sellers, we know, are at least a division higher than, than what they are. They'll be playing in a division higher next season, at least. Uh, good win. So, yeah, um, see whether Sellers can deliver some silverware in their debut season in terms of a cup in the Southern Sunday. As I say, the uh, Ken Bailey, there's some very, very difficult teams in that competition. So it uh, be interesting to see how that pans out. You know, you've got your Junction Elites and your London Ravenses and your Kudos is still in there. So we could have a bit of a blockbuster Ken Bailey final this year. Yeah, excellent. And uh, yeah, Celeste, probably with the reputation, they probably need to do a bit more than winning a league to get some 
to get to get some credibility uh, from the from everyone in, in the football family because uh, we think that the league's been won. It seemed since October for for Celeste. Um, so some silverware would really uh, put the cherry on the icing on the cake for them and and uh, and prove that they're they're here and they've that they've had some some challenges along the way. Uh, I think a, the thing is, Andrew. Sorry, just on cup yeah, finals on, with Celeste. You know, when they get to cup finals, inevitably they win cup finals. You wouldn't yeah. want to play Celeste in a cup final. You really wouldn't. They've been no. there. They've seen it. They've done it. They've been there in the county cup as well. They've got that experience in the bank. And if they're going to come against a couple of these other teams, I think they're not going to, I think Celeste are going to be less faced, even though it's their debut season in the Southern Sunday. I think they'll be very much on the front foot and I think they'll be looking forward to it. And they embrace that pressure. They like that. They like to play under that. So whoever they get, if they get there, it's a big if. Obviously, the, the, the draws at the quarterfinal stage are just coming up. Um, Celeste will fancy their chances against anybody. Absolutely. And good luck to the boys, uh, has to be said. Uh, the AFC Putney 11, 11s lost 5-2 to Norton FC in the Marcus Lipton Cup. Uh, a good win for Norton, that. Catches they can't the buy a win in the league. So, you know, they've got a cup win. So, yeah, well done to them. Very good win against, you know, a Putney 11 who have come up with upsets in the previous rounds. But, yeah, that's both Putney teams in now out of the um, Marcus Lipton. But well done to Norton for getting the cup win. Just a bit of a breather from the league. Yeah, hopefully take that into the league now uh, with some with some positivity. In the Dylan Rigobert Trophy, uh, Brick Sustain win 8-1 against uh, Junction Elite Fifths. You nearly uh, got your score there, didn't you? I nearly did, yeah. But Junction League uh, fifths, the way they're playing at the moment, I don't think they're good for two goals. Uh, Brixton Stain have been going pretty well um, this season. Uh, and St Andrews win 3-1 against Old Ruts. Um, any questions on where the hierarchy uh, sits of, of those two teams? Old Ruts have been going well lately, but um, at St Andrews really are a level above. That's not that's not a, a destroying scoreline no, no, though, no, is it? It's, it's not, not a Tonkin, is it? No, not at all. Um, a good account of themselves again, made by old rats. But I think we put them as title hopers or ch- um, promotion chasers uh, in that division. But St Andrews, yeah, they're just they're just that level above, and uh, I think everyone's playing for the places behind them. Uh, in the Brian Howard Presidents Cup, ACT Arantes go through on penalties, four uh, three to them against Barnstormers after a two all draw. At the end of play, um, ACT Arantes, we've said the other week that they seem to have had, had a bit of a nothing season. Uh, it's not really been uh, amazing for them. So to go through in the Brian Howard President's Cup, um, that's good for them. Hopefully they're getting some enjoyment in their cup uh, games this year. Yeah, two teams pretty evenly matched in League 7. You know, not going to probably go down Arantes. They're not not going up, they're sort of in that middle of the table maroon position. But yeah, for them to get a little bit of a cup run and to go to a quarterfinal, um, you know, you never know if the draw opens up, what, what's going what's gonna to happen. But no, I wasn't surprised to see a draw there and that go to penalties. They're two quite evenly matched sides. Uh, thank you for your analysis. I'll see you on the other side now, Graham, for the Games of the Week uh, predictions. Looking forward to it. Thanks, mate. So now for the Croydon Municipal section with Roger. Um, Roger, not a good week for me on the prediction scores this week. Was it one point or none? What did what did I get again? I think you got none for the Croydon scores. Yeah. Fucking hell. 
I'm, I'm, I'm still clawing Russell back now. I've got one more. I think I've got one extra point in him, so I'm steadily clawing him back. One week at a time. That's all you need. Yep. As exactly. long as he, as long as he doesn't win, because he's had a, a winning weekend. We'll get onto that in a minute. But as long as he doesn't win the predictions, <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. Right. So all cup games yesterday yep. in the quarter municipal in the senior cup, the intermediate cup, and one Surrey FA Cup quarter final in the intermediate cup. We'll start with that one because yep. um, that's the outside cup. Quarden JFC through to the semi final of yep. the Surrey FA intermediate cup. Well done, boys. Uh, yep. Domestically, pretty much a nothing season for the boys, and I'm sure they won't mind me saying that because they're obviously focusing on this. Surrey FA Cup, Croydon yep. JFC through to the semi-finals, having beaten Selsden and Croydon Postal two-one yeah. uh, in a, what's probably an exciting quarter-final. So Croydon yep. JFC, despite barely kicking a ball this season, are through find themselves into a county a county cup semi-final. Yeah, no mean feat either. You know, county cups are, are, are hard to get into, especially sort of into latter, latter stages. Yeah. Um, but for JFC to to now make it into the semi-finals is 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 great, great for the league, great for them. Um, and I wouldn't put it past them going on to win the win the competition. Now, if I'm honest, without knowing who's left in in the intermediate cup, obviously, I uh, don't really follow the Surrey Cups too closely. Um, but um, I know the Wall are still in the. That might be the Premier Cup that they're involved think, in. Yeah, I think they might be the Premier. I'm not too sure. Uh, and. Uh, Belmont Athletic might be might still be in the junior section who beat Sarnacid JFC. But other than that, yep. sorry guys, um, don't know too much about this cup. I've never never really followed the Surrey FA Cup, but through the Quarter Municipal League, I've managed to referee two games in it this season. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to uh, Gordon for that experience. So let's get into the Senior Cup results. Remember, um, all of these, uh, is extra time and penalties in this competition? Yeah, extra, was it? extra time and, and penalties in, in League Cup. League Cup games, so um, yeah, it's just County Cup. They go straight on to penalties. Uh, after last week beating Huxley Guards two nil, uh, Saha eleven made to work hard for their win against them this week. Two all um, at the end yeah. of of 120 minutes. Rog, yeah, uh, you go through on penalties. You you can't match two two performances to the other. Or was this one better no. than the week before? I thought. I thought. I thought first half, first 45 minutes. I thought we. Uh, I felt like we controlled the game. Um, we created chances. Um, didn't be any, we only went in at halftime one 0 so we only scored one chance. But I thought we cre- I thought we controlled the game first forty five. Um, playing downhill, which uh, the captain's stupid decision to play downhill first half. Then second half we was going uphill, and and we uh, with the first five ten minutes was followed the same pattern of the first half. We yeah. we, we controlled the game. We was um, sort of playing some nice football without. Any real cutting edge again? Um, they then Huxley equalised, made it one all, and then we went down. No, we went we, we went two one up, but then we went down to ten men because um, I got a player injured and my, my sub had decided to take himself home for whatever reason. Um, but a player got injured, so we played we played sort of the last the last sort of I think it was uh, thirty minutes of the of the game. No, maybe twenty five minutes of the game with ten men yeah. going uphill was hard. Um, um, Huxley eventually got an equaliser, um, but the boys, you know, put in a fantastic shift. Um, we had a lot of sort of square pegs in round holes yesterday. Didn't really have, a, we didn't really have a defence. Had a makeshift defence. Um, 
you know, sort of, I mean, then we had players were struggling the last sort of the last 15 minutes of the game with players were struggling with, with cramp and injuries. Yeah. And then to go into the, go into, go into the extra time um, as well was, was hard. And it, it was, it was a back, I'll be honest, it was a back to the wall job. We was, like I said, we were struggling with fitness, playing 10 men. Um, we didn't really get forward much. We just sort of sat and we was compact and we was, I think we was sort of pl- playing for penalties at that point. Um but yeah, I mean the game finished two all. Um Huxley had a go at us. Um, um and it was it was it was a good good Sunday league game. Um if you get what I mean. Um yep. but yeah, uh, penalties penalties got into penalties and um yeah, we won three one. The Croydon um, the Croydon Messi popping up for Sahara Eleven yesterday, Alan Lucas with a with a goal. A, a fantastic freak. I mean, I'm I, he probably won't like me saying this, but the wind the wind kind of helped but he scored a great free <laughs> it was a free kick from um it was sort of towards sort of towards towards a corner flag um but he, i mean he he, he he shot he meant the shot and, and it was no way he was going for a cross he, he's he's took a shot um and it's gone in a uh, great free kick from alan i've seen him do it many a times before um but yeah he he, he put in a real shift yesterday. so he was one of the ones who was struggling he, he he sort of ham. I think his hamstring was tight. His groin was tight in the first half, um, and I didn't have a sub to bring on in the second half for him. So he had to he had to soldier on through. Um, he could barely walk at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, just the, the effort the, the effort the guys put in yesterday was great. I can't fault him at all. Congratulations on the win into the next round. That's all that matters. It doesn't necessarily matter no. how you get there. Just the fact exactly. you're there in the next round. Is as, is as good as anything. So well done to the boys and great goal there, sounds like, by Alan Lucas. So well done, mate. Uh, Cobbs against Southside Blues was another game in the Senior Cup. Uh, yeah. Cobbs coming out 5-1 winners. Uh, Bakaluba for the Cobbs boys getting a hat-trick. Quite a few hat-tricks in the Croydon Municipal yesterday. I think I've counted six players scoring three or more goals uh, in the same game. So congratulations to Cobbs. They beat a, a resurgent Southside Blues um, of recent weeks, and that's yeah. I, I, I don't get South Side Blues. It just seems if they have a, if they can get a, I mean, I don't know what the the, the talent tellers the talent take there. I mean, I don't know how how many players they have turn up, but it, it appears that if South Side Blues get a full squad out, then they can, you know, they, they can, can do the head. business. Yeah, but if if it's, it, it would appear that if they can't get players out, then you know they can only get a sort of bare eleven, and they they struggle terribly. Yeah. And you know, I think last last year they won five two, I think, didn't they? And then. This week, it's they've they've taken a hammer in five one. So yeah, yeah it's, they're all over the place. Southside Blues with their form. Uh, <clears throat> unlucky to um, Southside Blues, but congrats to Cobbs. Your your yeah. roller coaster season continues up and down all season. But results like these just remember, just remind us that on their day they're a good side. Uh, they um, are. Yeah. So well done, Cobbs. Into the hat for the next round for you guys. Uh, Sarnas did and Woodside was one of these games that put a team out of form against a, a team in Woodside who have had some huge cup upsets this year and look like yep. look good for promotion, it must be said at the moment, yep. uh, in Division 1. Um, Sarnas did muster in a team from somewhere, 3 all at the end of extra time, 2 all at 90 minutes, 3 all at the end of, ex- added, of added extra time. Fantastic, um, a fantastic game. That must This must have been. Sarnas yep. did coming out, uh, winners on penalties, and it has to be said, that is an absolutely fantastic result for them, Sarnestead boys. They will be lifted by that. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, their, their league form has been been abysmal by by their standards over the recent seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, we, we mentioned that they've taken a step up and they didn't have to. 
So, you know, credit to them. But yeah, great, great, great result for JFC. It's the sort of game that they needed. I'm, 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 they'll, they'll be desperate for a, for a good cut run um, to sort of have a happy end to uh, to what's been a disappointing season for them. Yeah, it, this will be a little bit of like, a little bit of play, not playing under any sort of pressure, uh, yep. playing uh, Woodside yesterday. Uh, they'd have enjoyed themselves yesterday. Well done to the lads. Hope, I think I'm going to see them on, on Sunday in my fixture with them against Addiscombe Casuals where it might not be so enjoyable for them, but wins in the Cups, um, little green shoots of positivity for the Sinistead boys. Well done into the next round. Uh, the other club with Sinistead in its name, the JFs, the junior football club side, um, played off against Arch Nemesis's. Is that Nemesis? Nemesis's? Nemesis. Nemesis. I don't know. <laughs> uh, MMFC, last week's guests, full of cocky predictions for themselves. Uh, the MMFC boys, um, Russell yeah. saying Russell saying that he actually played part of that interview to his lads um, at, at the end of 90 minutes, I think, yesterday. Russell himself having to pull on that the, the hallowed turf, the hallowed shirt, should I say, of Sunstead on the weekend. They were yep. down to bare bones. Sanderstead, JFC, get the win, 3-2 uh, mm. against Arch Nemesis is in the cup. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing if MMFC wanted to take an L, it would be in the cup. That's not to degrade this win. Uh, Simpson for uh, Sanderstead, JFC, bagging a hat-trick. Um, yeah. A big, big result for Sanderstead, JFC. Uh, a, ment- yeah. a, a mentality swing there. Next time these guys play in the league, it's a huge game, isn't it? Well, it is, and yeah, yeah. I mean, MMFC were, to, you know, they they were quite open with their with their prediction on on the podcast. They played really? it out. They said they was gonna. They said it was gonna be comfortable. They had something special. I think were the words used for Sunstead. Yeah. Um, and 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 they was totally wrong. That's why you. I mean, I don't really go on when I'm when I'm predicting my scores. I don't go and say stuff like that because it could come around and bump me in a bum. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it seems JF Sunstead JFC have got MMFC's number. That's twice this season they've 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 beaten them. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I've, I mean, I did say in the group chat to Amari and the MMFC boys, but if MMFC hadn't been given the free nine points they've received this season, yeah, that's you know, what we were speaking about this with Russell. I received his predictions earlier, and he said, you know, they've had nine points given to him this year, um, and he seems to think that that's that's actually the deciding factor for them being yeah. where they are in the table. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say that is or isn't. I mean, I'm just, just. I mean, you've got to have that as a fa- as a factor, though. That they they have had nine points given to them, and six of them against Southside Blues, who we know on the day um, are capable of getting good results. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that's the reason why they're top of the league. They they're, they're top of the league for a reason. They deserve to be. Um, but yeah, you know, if if they hadn't, been, if they hadn't, have, even if they would have dropped sort of five, for four points in that game, those those games or picked up four. Then it would have been a bit closer at the top, and you know, who's to say what would have happened? But yeah, great result for JFC. I'm sure they would have been absolutely delighted to get one over on MFC. Um, and maybe they would have, you know, into they've got, I think they've got to play each other again in the league, possibly. Yeah, they, I think they have, yeah. Um, so you know, I think JFC will be will be thinking that they have got MFC's number and uh, they'll make it a hat trick of wins, possibly in the coming weeks. After a bit of a rubbish January uh, for Sanderson JFC, they will be glad to start February with a good win like this. Hopefully, <clears> spring <throat> them uh, for the rest of the season. They won't want, they won't need any more losses in the league. That's for sure. So no. good luck to them. Uh, Bosjam and Addiscombe Casuals faced off in an all uh, Michael Donovan Premier Division tie uh, in round one of the Senior Cup. 
Um, Addiscombe Casuals looking good in the Cups this season, it has to be said. Uh, they yeah. beat Boz Jam 5-3, again, returning to some kind of form that we expect to see from the Casuals boys. Um, they've had a bit of a dip themselves in January. Uh, Kieran Rufus coming up with a hat-trick for yeah. the Casuals. Um, the son of one of my favourite Charlton players ever, uh, Richard yeah. Rufus, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Boz Jam um, returned to, uh, after a decent couple of weeks for them, uh, casuals win in the cup. Um, I did. They'll, they'll go into full positive mode against Sunderland in their next round. In the next game, yeah, I did. I mean, I did hear that Boss Jam didn't have a goalie turn up on Sunday, so one of their oh. one of their better players um, volunteered to go and goal. So that might might have had something to do with with, with the result. But um, yeah, I'll take nothing, casuals, take nothing away from Casuals. They are a very good team on their day. They have had a very good season cup wise this year. Yep. Um, so yeah, um, good, 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 really good result for them. Um, Boss Jam can just sort of concentrate on staying in the in the Premier Division another year. Yeah, Boss Jam left to to con- to concentrate on uh, their league form. I don't think they're in the Challenge Cup, the League Cup anymore. No, um, the Casuals definitely are. I think they're yeah. still in the cup, aren't they? Uh, so I think both teams might be actually. They? Can't remember. We, I mean, we done a draw a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember. I <laughs> done it last <laughs> Monday. We can't remember it. <laughs> Uh, Spartans and Chelsea Athletic was a planned game. Sadly, Chelsea Athletic unable to make the game by the looks of it. Uh, Spartans awarded the fixture. Um, mm-hmm. PSG against London Warriors, the final tie in the Senior Cup, um, a lot more closer than than we than the PSG lads would have wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, one all after full time and ex- and extra time. Yeah. Um, PSG taking it taking it on penalties. Do you yep. just think it's these? And no disrespect to London Warriors, that's a that's great for them to be able to take PSG um, yep. all the way to penalties. But is it just these sort of results that make you think perhaps PSG won't really set this season to be taking that Premier Division title? Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. I, I do think that the fact they that just that extra bit of quality perhaps that they're missing. Yeah, there. yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I, 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 yeah, I think that's the case. Um, you know, they've not played. I don't think they've played a great deal amount of football lately. I think they had a week off last week. Possibly, I can't remember. But, yeah, no, we've seen that London Warriors um, are draw specialists. I think they've drawn a lot of games this season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good result for them. Um, I mean, they'll be, they'll be disappointed to go out of the cup, obviously. But, you know, to take to take um, a team that currently sit on top of, of the of the Premier Division all the way to penalties is, is no mean feat. Absolutely. And let's not forget what I've just said. PSG yep. could still win the Prem, um, the Prem Division. If Spartans don't win their games, it means that uh, PSG are, are going to win it. But um, we've just seen too many surprising um, results. And, and I know PSG have gone through here, but you would expect PSG to go through and get the job done in 90 minutes unless they've rotated the squad and given some players um, a game or lots of teams are doing this sort of mm. position roulette thing where they where against lesser opposition, they're, yep. they're playing players out of position and all that stuff. Maybe that's what's happened. Um, but we we expected PSG to be comfortable um, in this yeah, one, uh, and it and it and it and it hasn't ended up that way. So um, getting through on penalties, job done, as we said uh, about your game. It's all about getting in the hat, um, exactly. But with PSG, with not much left to play for, we'd expect big performances. Yeah, in yeah, you know, yeah. We would have thought that they, you know, like you said, because they've not played for maybe 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 that's maybe 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 that's one of the re- factor, deciding factors in it. I don't know, but yeah, you would have thought that PSG would have would have comfortably um, have won that game. Anyway, it sounds sounds like we're having a gutty PSG, but we're, we're just <laughs> we're, we're big we're, we're big fans. We want to see big yeah. wins. 
from Tommy and, and all the boys down there. We want big performances from you guys because very likable bunch. Uh, in the Intermediate yeah. Cup, then, this is Divisions 2 and 3. Yes. Um, in the Croydon Municipal. Uh, big, massive performance here from the Croydon United boys. Uh, very mm. much the uh, whipping boys through periods of, of the season. Yeah. And we've seen a slight resurgence of recent times. They take um, title hopers Addington United um, they knock them out, send them crashing from the intermediate cut, Rog. Foot mm. six four to Croydon United. Yeah, um, yeah. A, a, a surprise result. Um, what can uh, you say I, about this? I, I, I mean, I, my only thinking is that Allenton United have just not turned up, and well, we obviously haven't turned up. They've got maybe we can see that the that their strike their strike their striker Agpaganeta and Elliot. They're the, they're the both their men. They're so both I'm, their men. I, yeah, when I say, I mean, I mean, maybe they've underestimated that what Croydon United are going to play. Um, but from 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 the manager's chat, and I think it was the South Park Rangers manager who was watching their game, he said that Croydon United absolutely played Allentown United off the park. They they fully deserved a victory. They had outplayed them. Um, so yeah, you know, you, they've obviously they've obviously you know they've they've turned they've turned a corner. Have Croydon United since I don't know it was sort of sort of Christmas time. Um, back end of November, they've, they've turned the corner. They they picking up results, yeah. um, you know, and and so maybe it's not so much of a surprise. Um, you know, maybe this is this is the this is the trajectory they're headed on now. Um, but yeah, great result for them. And in United, I'm sure, will be bitterly disappointed. They really have just left themselves with the um, with Division Three now. It's, it's Division Three yeah. or bust for them after such a fantastic start. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not really in good form. It has to be said going into this. The business end now of the season. Uh, Croydon United, uh, their scorers on the day, or their main scorer on the day, Boykov for them scoring four, uh, two braces for the man. Um, here being, here they've enjoyed that. Well done, lads. Yeah, alarming, alarming change in form from Addington United, looking so dominant at the beginning of the season. I think now they leave themselves with just the league to play for, uh, mm-hmm. and at the moment, even with games in hand, they can't. They won't be top. It's, it's goal difference at the moment that they're going to need to start scoring and 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 conceding less in the league if they want to catch um, Surrey Park Rangers. So very interesting yeah. running for them. Uh, although overall it will be a positive improvement for them this year, coming being from where they've come from. Um, but really, they're taking their foot off the pedal, taking their eye off the off the ball, and perhaps showing because they haven't been in this position before um, as top boys. Perhaps they're not dealing with the pressure very mm. well. Um, Fulton Heath Rangers <coughs> played Albo United uh, and a textbook Albo United dominant win. Um, higher placed opposition in Div 2, Albo um, putting mid-table Fulton Heath Rangers to the sword. Um, yeah. Clean sheet for Albo, don't say that very often, no, but, don't, four, yeah, but, but four goals, good return for the boys. Yeah, it's 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 an expected win for Albo United. Um, I'm sure Fulton Heath Rangers would have known what, what they were facing um, before, before before Sunday morning, so yeah, you know, Albion United are, are, are as we've seen all season. They're a very good team, and they score goals. Um, so, you know, I don't think there's any shame in in, in losing to to, to Albion United from from Fortney Rangers. <clears throat> Definitely not. Uh, Patton with a hat trick for Albo and Zanuni with the with the other goal for for them. Uh, Albo United, really one of the Croydon Municipal success stories this season uh, has to be said. Uh, next game, Zoe Park Rangers against Gold Coaching Reserves. Um, mm. 
looking at results from previous in the season, you'd expect this to be um, a massacre. Uh, the gold coaching reserves boys making a very good account of themselves. 5-3 they lost, uh, but Surrey Park Rangers score goals for fun. Um, they they're do. a very, very good side um, mm-hmm. for Division 3. Uh, gold yep. coaching have seen double figures against for um, several times this season. Um, so 5-3, Rog, although it's a loss for gold coaching, we're seeing improvements for them. Uh, every every week it seems. Yep, yeah, I, I, I think they they are heading in the right direction. And you know, if you'd have asked me to predict that game before Sunday, I would have said um, a proper whitewash. But um, yeah, yeah, goal coaching have put up a good fight and and then and have and have put a stern test on for South Park Rangers. Um, so yeah, they could, they just they could be happy with that performance. I think they just need to keep keep doing what they're doing and. and like we said, like we said about Corey United and, and Addington United before them, results will will turn around eventually. Uh, along with Santola and um, along with Santola, should I say, Surrey Park Rangers probably going <laughs> now as probably the favourites of for this side of the of the draw, the Intermediate Cup, um, to to fly the Division Three flag uh, yep. into and get to the final. Uh, you wouldn't bet against either of them, Santola. Um, with a good win, we'll get to that in a minute. But three, uh, sorry, Park Rangers, we know they can score goals. And if you've got goal scorers, especially in the lower divisions of of um, Sunday League f- um, football, then you've always got a chance. Um, guest with a hat trick for sorry, Park Rangers and Bennett, uh, their their main guy this season on the mm. on the goal scoring chart. Yeah, he just he just got one yesterday. Um, and Harrison getting the getting the fifth for them. Well done, boys. So, um, South London Royals reserves. John's lads awarded the game um, by Chelsham Athletic. Uh, neither Chelsham uh, clubs able to get a team at yesterday, Rog. I, no, I, I believe that is COVID, um, and and the league have now taken a stance um, along with I think with, with a few other leagues that it, it, this because the season won't get finished if we keep postponing games. So we've we've taken a stance with with Surrey's back in that if you, if you can't get a team out, then you're going to have to unfortunately forfeit the game. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's it's just what, what the league has to do now if they if they want if they stand any chance of getting the season finished. I was seeing this morning. I was doing some research. Obviously, it's, it's recording day for the podcast, uh, so I was having a look through. And some teams in other divisions, not 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 necessarily the Croydon Municipal, but uh, a team team Hatch and Beckenham Manor, for instance, in Yorkington and Bromley, they've got sixteen league games left to play. They're still in the Kent Cup. They're, they've uh, OBDSFL have decided to restart their cup competitions after stopping them for a month. So they've lost potentially four weeks to play cup games. Um, it's too this COVID stuff. Sadly, this this stance should have been took, taken from the beginning. It's it's nice to be able to give teams a chance to to sort to have postpone their games and and have and have a, a week off, but. I think we need to start awarding these games, and I support the league on this decision because we're going to be back to double bankers and all that, and, and exactly. yeah, we can't no, and do it. No one, no one, no one likes to play them, and 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 I agree with the league as well. Um, obviously, I'm one of the ones that make the decision, but you've got to think that some of these teams have a lot of these teams have got more than twenty players registered. Um, so even if you're losing seven, eight, you've still got enough there to get to get eleven out. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think. I think some I think some teams have have overused it. I think some teams are just haven't used it as an excuse when they can't get their best eleven out. Um, so yeah, I think I think the league was right within their right and and made the right decision to to, to take this stance. Then this isn't to pick on uh, Chelsea Athletic, by the way. This is just a general comment. I, but yesterday, for instance, it was Chelsea's first and their reserve team both 
seemingly couldn't get teams out. You you can't. The I mean, in some leagues, if the reserve team doesn't have a game, then the first team game has to be played. Like because yep. you've got a reserve team, the first team takes preference. There must have been eleven teams between the two of that between the two of those to play one game yesterday. Um, again, that's not having to go particularly at Chelsea Athletic, but that's just an example where yeah. two te- two teams within the same club haven't been able to field a side yesterday. Surely they could get eleven players together yesterday to play one game uh, from the club um, again. Yeah, I mean, you, you would have thought so. I don't know. Um, I said I'm not going. I'm not going to go into the internet. No, there, no, but no. yeah, it's just it's just as I said. I think I think I think leagues are now. With, I think. Leagues have to have, and I think, like, I think you're right in what you're saying that they should have make, taken a stance earlier. Um, Absolutely, because some 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 teams, and in, in in I don't know about this league, but and certainly, like I said, other leagues probably probably may not get their season finished, unfortunately, no. because they're just we're running really out of time. We're praying for uh, points per game again already, and and it's it's early February. How can you have 20 games left to play? It's not. There's only 12. What 12 weeks of the season left? Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I think I'm. I think I've got eight. I don't know if I've got eight or nine league games left. I've still got, I mean, a quarter final of the League Cup and I'm still in this cup as well. So, I mean, we're going to be cutting it fine as well. Yeah. Um, we're praying that we don't get any any sort of bad weather or anything. But yeah, it's just, you know, uh, I mean, I've got, I'm hoping and praying that Russell doesn't give me any bank, double bankers because <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be crying. But um, yeah, as I said, it's, it's, I, think, I think the leagues have, have, have made the right, right decision. And you've got the option at Crystal Palace if you can. You've got the floodlights there to play midweek games, but not everyone, not everyone does have that option. And no, um, not everyone does have that option. So some teams will be able to play midweek. Some won't. Anyway, let's get on with the um, fixtures again. Chelsea, that wasn't particularly aimed at you. You just happened to be um, there at that time. I uh, hope we didn't offend you in any way. Dynamo Duppers beating Union three two. A bit closer than expected that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Dynamo yeah. Duppers getting the uh, free to win and go into the next round. We know what a good side they are. Union making a good account of themselves, along with gold coaching reserves. Um, the, and Croydon United, these teams earlier in the season getting absolutely uh, tonked, but yep. good, good accounts, accounts of themselves yesterday. Very good to see. Um, South Sea Wanderers got the win awarded to them. Addiscombe Casuals unable to play again. Um, Corinthians. Corinthians, sorry, yeah. sorry, Corinthians. <laughs> I know that's that's the worst mistake you can make. I know between right. those two. Um, Addiscombe Corinthians, the, the season that never was. Um, so many players, or however many players attached to that club, haven't kicked a ball all season. Um, you have to feel sorry for those players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guided for them. And I, mean, I don't know at what point the Corinthians manager makes makes that call, but. It just seems to be prolonging the inevitable, um, and it, and like you said, it's it's not fair on 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 the players that are that are registered there. Um, they could be going elsewhere to play their football. Um, so yeah, I think I think he does need to make that call soon. Whether whether to, to even they can't it's, complete their season now anyway, surely. No, but I think uh, no. Most, uh, yeah, I don't know how many games they've postponed and what what have, what have been awarded, but yeah, just, I mean, even if he just puts a stop for this season and says he'll try again in the summer, um, yeah. Don't really know what to say. Crazy, crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, just we just want people to play football, and people, exactly. people that are signed for Addiscombe Corinthians aren't playing football at the moment. That's all no. we want. Poor blokes. Uh, Santola played South London Royals. Santola sitting second in Div Three against 
real strugglers in Div 2, South London Royals, probably showing um, their actual level with this one. Uh, Roger, top team in Div 3, putting them to the sword. 3-0, South London Royals, past the pad. Um, it's, it's surely we've got to see a swap on, on, of those two teams next season. Yeah, in, yeah, on, in South London Royals. Yeah, I, th- I think so, and I think I think John John's not stupid, and, and I think he'll he'll come to that decision. But um, yeah, you, the players <laughs> in the, the players in, in the in the first team of South London Royals just just could do with a break. You know, they've just been they've been turning up and getting beaten for, for a while now. Um, it's not fair on them, uh, and and you know both sets of both sets of players will, will probably enjoy enjoy the challenge of you know the Royals going down the division, uh, and 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 you know trying to trying to. Get going again, and, and the reserves will, will definitely relish stepping up the division and, and, and taking on to taking on the bigger boys. Absolutely. Uh, again, just about enjoyment of Sunday football. There's no airs and graces about which division you're playing in. If you're playing with your mates, it doesn't really matter what division you're in, but it's all about enjoying it. And I can't believe they're enjoying themselves very much at the moment. The South London Royals first team. Um, last game of the fixtures, FC 25 played gold coaching. Um, three all at full time, KG extra time spell. It looks like yesterday, watch three all at the end of that, and yeah. gold coaching going through on penalties. FC twenty five are they're did three, aren't they? They are did three, yeah. So they've taken gold coaching um, all the way to penalties. Gold coaching sitting in Division two, but uh, for me, that's a very fairly fairly matched game uh, on paper. Uh, despite yep. the despite the differences in divisions, mm-hmm. um, hard to call. But goal coaching go through, um, and in recent seasons, all of their best sort of runs have come in the um, in the cups. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, they was on a pitch next door to me, uh, and I think twenty five would definitely would definitely two goals down. It might have been three goals down. I'm not too sure. Um, so yeah, to come back. Um, from that and, and then get it, take it to all the way to penalties is is, is, is a really, really good effort by them. Um, they probably are quite evenly matched, but um, none, nonetheless, it's a really good effort by FC25. They put a real shift in by looks things. Um, and goals, gold coaching's um, fine cup form continues. Yeah, well done to gold coaching. Uh, their scorers on the day. Uh, Golding got a brace for them. Oh no, bra- uh, sorry, Golding got a brace for gold coaching and mm-hmm. Kelly. Getting the the other one, Heaton and Rose and an own Heaton House and an own goal for FC Twenty Five. Rog, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions with Russell. Yes. We've got to beat him, so I'll see you on the other side. Let's get our thinking hats on. Definitely. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So now the guest section for the podcast this week. We have Matt Wheeler from South London Panthers. Uh, Mr. South London Panthers, one of the hardest working men in in the game or people in the game. Um, You're too kind, mate. You're too kind. (laughs) They've got... Uh, they've the, the long running sort of Sunday league team uh, made their way to the OBD SFL via uh, the Met League. Uh, he also seems to uh, run a very interesting and successful um, YouTube channel, which success is in the eye of the beholder. But he seems to have a lot of 
um, people who, who like Matt's take on it is very individual, very different, um, which is good. Uh, and to make things even worse, Matt's also decided to start an under-21s team at South London <laughs> Panthers. Uh, so I guess the first question, Matt, is are you a glutton for punishment? I must be. I must be. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think what it is is just I get these ideas and I just want to run with them. I don't, I don't wait for it to sort of materialise over time. I'm just like, yeah. I want to do that and doing it and we just run with it so yeah the youtube thing popped up um just really for was that a player led was that player led or was that you no wanting not, to at do all. It? not at all not at all they, they probably don't even want it in all honesty yeah <laughs> in all honesty um you know what you know what social media is like one, one mistake and you instantly become a meme so <clears throat> i think some of the older guys were like oh do we really want to do that um but i think what we were trying to do with the view of trying to grow the club uh, and I, I don't just look at it as it's a Sunday league team I look no. at it as a club what I've created here is a club mm-hmm. my overall passion is to provide a platform for people to play the game that we love and I would love that to include junior teams in the future so with with an eye on that I understood that I needed to increase our exposure people to see what we're about and what we do and you may find players or parents of players thinking oh, I wouldn't mind my son going to play for them or I wouldn't mind my daughter going to play for a team that they play in so it was just about A it's fun and B let's see if we can just put our message out there as this is what we're currently doing come and get involved if you if you enjoy it you've been on the podcast before so I don't think we need to dig in too far if people want to go and listen to uh, the interview I did with Matt not too not too long ago probably a year and a bit ago I think it's just yeah almost. the beginning of last season I think uh, over the summer definitely a lockdown Possibly. Definitely a lockdown type interview. Uh, you could go and find that in the in the archive somewhere. Uh, so I'm not going to dig too far deep into the past, Matt. But obviously, uh, you was in the uh, Met League, using the Prem Division, weren't you? Yeah. So Met League, we we started at the bottom, worked our way up to the top. Uh, we was in the the Prem Division of the Met League, um, and it was yeah, it was an interesting interesting time because you we just got promoted to the top league, and then sort of COVID happened. Yeah. And as with everyone, it's been a massive impact on everything that you try and do, especially in a sporting environment, trying to get that consistency together. It's just... Has it been tougher or as you expected with the lockdown? It's been tougher, and I think. It's been tougher. It's been tougher. The impact of COVID away from football has hit people, some people harder than others. And so people who were there nonstop, every game available for, if we did a session, whatever, if we didn't, that then changed. So you found your nucleus of your team, of your squad, completely disappearing. Yeah. So having to try and find new players, and obviously if you find new players, generally they're going to be younger players. Yeah. So the impact financially that some people have off the back of COVID, yeah. It's, this is it's what I was a- just about to say. Do you think the players, do you think there's a chance that, you know, we've at the time of recording, we've just had a massive sort of half budget from the Chancellor and it, all the bill, everyone's bills are going up. Uh, all this, that, and the other. Do you think we're gonna? We haven't even begun to see the full, the fallout from uh, lockdown, have we? No, no, absolutely not. Um, my my professional life is sort of finance focused. Um, we, we're not going to see the true impact of COVID um, for the next at least a couple of years. Yeah. Um, to not deviate too much from football, um, everyone's skint now. Everyone's skint. You know, mm-hmm. there's no one that's really flash with cash. If you are, you're a lucky sod. 
So trying yeah. to get, if we bring it back to football and Sunday league, trying to get players to turn up and pay more than what they did in the past, very, very difficult, especially as some may not be working anymore or at the time. Uh, maybe working part-time hours rather than the full-time hours because of the impact of COVID. Yeah. You know, it's been very, very difficult. Off the field has become 10 times harder than what it was previously. So really hats off to anyone who's still doing this. Mm. Um, those that don't pay their players, don't get paid by massive sponsorships, you know, that are rocking up, jumpers for goalposts sort of thing and, and still turning teams out week in, week out. You know, massive hats off to them because it's, it's difficult. It's a full-time job. It seems to be. Job. It oh, seems absolutely. to be. It's not a turn up on a Sunday and, you know, pick 11 and go. It's it's every day there's something different that you have to deal with and contend with. So, yeah, it's come, it's a lot more difficult than what it used to be, that's for sure. So, talk, going back to the past, so how things used to be, the Met League, you made the decision to come across to the OBD SFL. And I know that was a, that was a long sort of running com, uh, conversation with yourself um, over a matter of, seasons of you wanting to find a new home for South London Panthers. Mm. Um, what sort of options did you look at um, for the for the team? Uh, which leagues did you look at and, and why did you, why did, how did you end up and why did you end up at uh, the OBD SFL? Well, when, when I created this, what was it? I think it was 2018, March 2018, I decided to create this. Um, the first league we actually spoke to or inquired with was actually Orpeton and Bromley League. Yeah. Um, but the requirements were to be charter standard. And I just felt as a brand new team with the requirements that you needed to be that to enable to join the league, I just felt I wasn't quite there yet. It was a bit of a, let's see how things go. Can I actually do it again? Because I run a team when I was younger, about 16 years old, I created a team in the Croydon League. Um, so I've done it in the past, but I thought, mm, I'm, I'm not, char- not going to be charter standard in the next year or so. Let me see what else is out there. And then obviously you look at things that are... Um, easiest for you in terms of travelling to games and things like that. So the Met League was perfect. Some of the teams were on our doorstep that we would be playing. Um, the catchment area to find players. Bear in mind that, you know, I'm 35 going on 36 now. And a lot of the players that I knew would have been similar age to myself. So trying to find people uh, for the team, you, you, you'd be trying to find people that are local. So the Met League ticked all the boxes in that sense. But I, I knew nothing about the quality of the league. I knew nothing about any of the teams. A couple of teams I, I recognised from playing against them in the Croydon Leagues or in London Cups or Surrey Cups back in the day. But yeah, I knew nothing about the league. And yeah, we joined, we actually were supposed to join in the very bottom league. Um, but we had apparently good pre-season results, if that means anything. And so we were moved <laughs> to, um, yeah, we were moved to Division 2. So we started in Division 2. Uh, won that, got promoted, got promoted into the top division. Okay, so you've you've got to the top division of the uh, Met League. Um, why why leave? So the, the decision to leave it, it had been really on my mind ever since the second season. Um, first of all, I just want to say anyone that runs any sort of sporting organisation, league, whatever committee, whatever it is, it is a, an additional full time job to what you you currently do so hats off to anyone that actually wants to spend their own spare time doing things for others yeah the the met league i found when i joined was very competitive on the pitch on the pitch there's actually nothing wrong with it at all there's brilliant teams there teams that are better than us you know teams that are it's a competitive league i just felt that off the pitch 
we were coming across so many obstacles that were making it more and more difficult to A, enjoy it and B, get games on on a weekly basis. Be it issues with um, teams not turning up for games, referees not being available, all the usual stuff, but it just felt like the administrative side of things was getting harder and harder and harder. Yeah. And, you know, having looked at the Orbanson and Bromley before we'd even considered any other leagues, having friends that play in that league and they let me know what it's like off the pitch, I just felt like it's going to make my life easier to move across to essentially what I feel is a better run league. Um, and that was the main focus. What I wanted to do is turn up on a Sunday and just worry about football, not have to worry about are we going to have a ref? Is the pitch double booked or not? You know, is the opposition going to turn up? You know, all these type of things. Is that what you found? <laughs> yeah, I have to I have to say, yeah. And I, I even sent a message to the, the league chairman not so long ago and just said, look, it's been a breath of fresh air. Um, all I have to worry about now is um, the football side of things. Still have issues with pitch availability, but everyone goes through that. Uh, that is Sunday League in South London, unfortunately. The, mm. the plethora of teams that are out there, um, there's too many teams, not enough facilities. I had a chat about this the other day, actually, and it did make me laugh because someone said to me, you've just got no pitches in South London. No, we have nothing. No, but I've, if you think about it, we've got loads of pitches. We've just got too many teams to try yeah. and fit into those. We've got loads of facilities, loads we, of public parks, if that's your game. You think of like an area like Eltham or New Eltham, you've got 10 grounds. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So they are there, but how often are they there all year round? How often are they there and available all year round? There's a lot of games that get called off. Yeah. Maybe because of the amount of teams that are playing on the same pitches. Yeah. And I think that that's that's an issue in itself. Um, the pitch availability when the weather comes, but you know, that's I guess that's Sunday League all over, isn't it? It is. But yeah, sorry, mate. Back to where you were. I've, I've, I've jumped in. So, yeah, no, it's just I, I felt that it would be a better, it would be better for us to move to a league that I perceived as something that was going to be easier for me away from the pitch. Uh, and that was the overriding decision to move across. Nothing to do with, is it an easier league or do we think we're going to win leagues and cups and blah, blah. Obviously, I hope we do that. Yeah. Um, but it was and I think I tweeted this as well, just to, to, to make sure everyone is aware. Because, you know, people like to talk and stuff like that without knowing facts. <laughs> you know, non-footballing reasons as well, we've moved across. And, I, you know, I thank the Met League. It was a brilliant experience going from the bottom league to the top league. So we experienced it all. You know, and I think we, commit, you know, portrayed ourselves in, in a positive light. I yep. think we were positive for the league. Um, but it just felt the right time with one eye on what I'm potentially doing in the future uh, with the under-21s and, and stuff like that. I just wanted to literally just focus on football side of things on a week-to-week basis, not having to deal with finding pitches because people couldn't find them and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, so that, did you leave any legacy in the uh, Met League with names on trophies? We won Division 2. We got to Cup Final, a couple of semi-finals. But yeah, just 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 a winning division two is the only trophy, unfortunately, we picked up. But I think our our second and third seasons, or well, our third seasons, when the COVID situation sort of started rearing its ugly head. So yeah, yeah, it kind of it kind of messed things up, unfortunately. But we we finished mid table, and and I think as well, like to reiterate, our our squad 
literally changed every season. Yeah. 20, 20 players in, 20 players out, 20 players in, 20 players out. The turnover of players that we had were, were immense. And the majority of the time is because people couldn't commit to what the standards that I expect. And, and I know people may say to me, well, it's only Sunday league, but you deal your club how you want to deal with your club. And the way I do things, I have very, very high standards and so things have to be done a certain way to make sure it's run correctly and everyone enjoys it. Um, left it wrong with those, that. No, and, and you know, it's, I run it at the end of the day. No help from anyone else. It's a one-man band. So things have got to be done my way. So the turnover of the players in those early years w- was high. You know, good players came and good players left. But what we've now found is that we have a, a decent group now that understand the commitments. And yeah, we still have teething problems. Of course, you're going to get that. But, you know, I think we're in a good place for moving forward. That's for sure. So moving forward, do you feel like you've been put in the right division for South London Panthers? Yeah, absolutely. Was absolutely. there a discussion about which division to go in or did they did the committee at the OBDSFL say, we want to get the, the Prem division uh, ready, a, a sort of breeding ground for clubs going into the senior because it, it has been that sort of division that's been um, overlooked a little bit. Uh, but it seems the quality is now filtering down into it uh, and new teams have been brought in and it has improved the quality and making a good transition for teams that do go through the divisions and end up in the senior division. Um, the Prem now is a real competitive thing. Was was there a conversation uh, about the division or, or were you directed towards the Prem? Um, I don't think there was any discussion other than the Prem, you know, honestly. I think they asked what, what, what division do you think best suits you? Um, I think we mentioned the Prem looks like the right sort of slot for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly wouldn't want to go any lower and start again, if that makes sense. I just mm-hmm. want, wanted to come across at a level that I thought was still a challenging level. And that's not to say the, the levels below that wouldn't be challenging as well. It's just I felt that, are we a senior division team? Well, we wouldn't be put in a senior division anyway, but are we a senior division team knowing how many players we've gone through? No. Are we a team that would want to go any lower than the Prem? No. So it made sense to to go across. And I think the league were, were fine with that. Um, I don't think there was a directive from them or us saying we should be here. I just think it would it just made sense for, for all parties. So aspirationally for South London Panthers, aside from the YouTube and the other 21s for now, because obviously the under 21s is very new and you're just obviously trying to uh, get some foundations to that um, on a weekly basis uh, with midweek games and all that etc uh, the YouTube obviously will, will take flight itself but what are the aspirations for this this first to, this first team on a Sunday morning where, where do you want it to go yeah I think for me it, there has to be improvement year on year now whether that means getting promoted winning things for me there has to be improvement for me the focus of this club is development yeah so a player coming in and maybe going elsewhere on a Saturday at a higher level or in, in you know, increasing their knowledge of the game or they, they play a, a different position playing a different style whatever it may be the, the focus for me is development with this club with this team me as an individual I want to win every game and every league that I go into Will it happen? Who knows? That's football at the end of the day. You may have a great season and win something. You may have a poor season and not. Yeah. But the, the focus of the club certainly is development. So we have a whole host of new players that are now learning a different way of playing, now learning a different way of 
you know what I expect from from players. You may other clubs they may turn up and they can turn up at quarter past ten, get the kit on and play. That doesn't work with me, and I think you might you guys might have seen my reaction to yeah. the people turning up late uh, on the camera. I actually forget that camera's there sometimes. Um, <laughs> But it's trying to instill in them a discipline that they can use away from football as well. And bear in mind, our, our average age when we started was, I think it was 33. Our average age now is 21. Okay, fantastic. So there's a lot of things that I feel, someone who's worked as a, you know, as I say, I'm close to 36 now. I've worked in professional environments for a long, long time. You know, there's things that I feel I can pass on that are non-football related that these young men maybe aren't getting that in their everyday lives. So, mm-hmm. you know, development on and off the pitch, that's the number one thing for me. Nice. So the season so far, um, I think we've said on the podcast a few times, uh, and you've you've correctly pulled me up on, on a couple of occasions via via WhatsApp, that the season's been a little bit indifferent. I mean, the current league table looks really good for you boys, and you've obviously had a good spell um, of late. Four wins and four losses uh, and one draw. Uh, Minus three, three goal difference, which is probably the bit that's winding you up the most. To be in fourth place with a minus goal difference is a bit, is a bit strange. But at the beginning of the season, if someone had told you that you'd be above the likes of Beckenham Rovers, Sporting Club, Thamesmead, Farnborough Old Boys Reserves and Elmstead and Saha and MSL, who you, you would know MSL from the Met days and Saha are obviously top Croydon boys that have come across. If someone had told you at the beginning of February that you'd be above those teams, you would have took that, surely, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you alluded to it earlier. This division is so competitive. Anyone could be anyone. Um, and, it, and it's been really good because obviously I focus on development. What a great platform for guys to develop, having to deal with these type of games week in, week out. There are no yeah. easy games. There are no easy teams. So you have to be on it for 90 plus minutes every single week. What a great environment for these lads to, to learn the game and learn more about the game. Um, if I was saying, what would our school report say halfway through the season um, can do better? Yeah. In certain games, should have done better. Um, let ourselves down ever so slightly. But it, it, it has been, a even from the start of the season, the squad at the very start of the season to now, there's been a huge transition. I think, obviously, you refed our game um, this week and I think you mentioned how young the team is looking. Yeah, it's completely changed again. And, and when we were forced into that, we, you know, our players, player, managers, player of the season, uh, Cam Reardon, um, done his, uh, what was it, his cruciate ligament. He was out for the season. You know, one of our players that have been with us since day one, motorbike accident, out for yeah. the season. Fucking you know, hell. someone's had to um, quit playing football. Uh, four lads we signed in pre season to improve us got deals and got contracts, they couldn't play Sunday league football. So every time you think, right, we're going to make this decision, we're going to get this guy in, we're going to be fine. Ah, we've just lost him. You know, or players have turned up, signed for us, and their mates down the road don't charge them a penny and so they've gone and played for them. Yeah. So, you know, you make those decisions, you think, all right, well, I've got a really good, talented young player here that I can, you know, put my philosophy into. Oh, but down the road, they don't charge a penny for people to play, so he's going to sign for them and you can't argue with them you know if, if you've got to turn up and play a tenner for me you can go down the road really successful team they're not going to charge you a penny I know what decision I'd make so it, it's just that transition of getting players in trying to bed in new players losing them 
we've we seem to struggle with that at the beginning of this season. In prior seasons, we, we kind of managed it a lot better. I think because there was less players coming and going. Yeah. But this season seems to really be the team we have this week, completely different next week, completely different the week after. But we seem to be in a position now where we are getting a little bit of consistency. We are getting some injuries back. You know, one of our signings that couldn't play for us now can turned up on Sunday and scored four goals. So, yeah, you know, what that's a player just... he was. Hassan, <laughs> his name. Yeah, don't say it too, too loudly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say his surname, but um, what a fantastic player he was. Yeah, so that that type of quality that you can bring in um, won't be there every week, but in key games, hopefully he will be. And that's going to add to what we have as well with, you know, 17, 18-year-olds coming in, um, you know, running around 100 mile an hour because they just want to impress these guys that they come to play with that maybe are a better quality than what they've seen in previous teams they've played for. It's, it's a really good blend that we have at the moment. We're just trying to get it right each week to make sure that we're consistent from now until the end of the season because that consistency, whatever team now is consistent week in, week out, will go on and have a great uh, a great second half of the season. Uh, and I think we're trying to instill that now a little bit more and f- maybe get the mindset right for these players that that consistency now is, is so important. You've got, you got eight points separating first and ninth place in the division, which doesn't sound a lot, but... Uh, the, the sort of games haven't really equaled themselves out yet. Some teams haven't only played six. Some teams haven't played 11. Some yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a fake it's position at the moment, isn't it? Um, until everyone's so. on an even keel, we, we won't know who really are the teams that are running away or the teams that are struggling, for example. And, and, and again, to reiterate, anyone could be anyone. Some results that you thought would go one way last week went the complete opposite. So it just throws completely different um, scenarios and situations into the mix. Uh, which makes it really exciting, actually. And that's what you want. You don't want to go into league thinking, OK, those four teams, that's six points against both of those teams. Really, we only have to focus on these four. It's yeah. every single week. It is. Different style, different challenge. Uh, it makes for exciting stuff, that's for sure. Has anyone impressed you uh, so far from the, from the games you've played in the Prem division? Has anyone really stood out? Uh, we haven't played everyone yet. It's funny that the, the games that we have played have kind of been the same sort of teams. Yeah, We played MSL twice. We played Farnborough twice. Um, we could argue and say that the game that they absolutely destroyed us in impressed us. Um, but I think there was a little bit of naivety and lack of options for us in that game as well. Not to take it away from Farnborough. They were excellent in yeah. that game. The scoreline reflects that. You know, turning up to a game with no strikers, four right-backs. Did Tim and Lee play? Did Tim and Lee Friend play for Farber on that day. Yeah, I think Lee find. Friend came second half and scored a hat trick. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tim Beckford played in the second game. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think the main thing I'm taking away from this league is that it's more uh, effective football is being played. So whereas in the in the Met League, I found that a lot of the teams there had a similar style. Here it seems to be more effective football, and I think that's from the influence of Saturday football. And I see a lot of the way the teams are shaped up and the style in which they play. You'll see at step six, step five, maybe step four. So again, for the for the young group that we have to experience that on a Sunday, that's only going to bode well for them moving forward if they choose to try and move into step six, step five, so on and so forth. Did those um, results against um, Farber Reserves make them a bit of a rival? Or have you not really managed to, to drum no, one of those up yet? I, I don't look for rivalries. I, you know, I... 
it's not about that for me. I don't focus on other teams. I just solely focus on ourselves. Yeah. So I've, I've never had a rival. Um, I just love to see a great competitive game of football week in, week out. Um, go up to every single player after the game, managers, especially the guys that have done excellent against us. I've make a beeline for them and say, you were excellent today. Keep playing like that. You'll do well, et cetera, et cetera. So a rivalry for me, that there's never been one. Never was one in the net league, but won't be one moving forward. Who, if you had to put bets on the winners of this division and at the moment, it, it would be pretty much odd. That the odds between the, the team in first and the team in eighth would probably be the same if you went into a bookies. It's, it's terrible to try and split these up, but... Who who would you put your money on if you had to? If you were given a tenner and said, who do you fancy? Who would you put your money on? Yeah, see, it's, it's hard because I've not seen any of the teams apart from Groundhoppers in the top half. So I, I can't really comment. I know individuals in these teams. So obviously, that's, you know, any good person running the team will do their research and you'll see certain names. Okay, I know what he's about. I know what he's about. Um, but I can't really comment on the team as a whole if I haven't seen them. And I don't like doing that. I see a lot of people making opinions um, on teams in Sunday League that they've never even seen kick a ball and just think, yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't do that. But I, I would just say, you know, don't write off the likes of Groundhoppers. You know, they've, they're have they sitting top at the moment. I know the teams below them have games in hand. One probably won't like me saying that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, don't write teams like that off. Don't write teams like, you know, Farnborough, who have it in them to turn anyone over in this league. You know, I there's a long the game way they to go. beat They beat Groundhoppers in a, a game over there, there in go. Sydenham. It's a crazy... I, I didn't see your result against Sporting Club Thamesmead uh, coming. I, I saw mm. Sporting Club Thamesmead beat Hacienda quite comfortably. Yeah. Over at, uh, STC, not too long ago, uh, I ref their game. Uh, and the Sporting Club Thamesmead that turned up against you guys just didn't have the same fire in it. I think there's that the Hacienda and Sporting Club terms me to have that little rivalry from the, the last couple of years where they've gone through divisions together. Right. Um, but the same Sporting Club, Club Thamesmead, should I say, didn't turn up against you boys. And although they got four goals, I thought you were, you were good for the win. Mm. You attacked them in the second half with venom and pace. And, and it was, as you say, effective. You were certainly effective on um, on the Sunday on that Sunday game, you don't play. You didn't play the Sunday just gone. The week before that, we did the, the game. Uh, your keeper, I'm going to say, your keeper made three fantastic saves, but I don't think um, they won you the game as such. I think mm. the game was yours was yours anyway, but one of the saves especially, it bounced off his knees, I think, and went straight up the other end and uh, and you scored from it. Yeah, Craig was excellent. So Craig is actually a centre-half, centre-mid centre-half by trade, um, but he's he, he bleeds with his badge. He's been here since day one. He is our captain. He leads by example. Yeah. Um, we made a decision to throw him in goal this week because he had an excellent game the week prior where our, our number one keeper wasn't available. So I made that difficult decision to go with him again because I, I wanted to get that continuity in the team, not change too much in the defence. And he was excellent. So I'm, I'm lucky in that sense, whereby if my number one isn't available, I've got someone that can step in and, and do a very, very good job. So, and, and that's enough. We lost our goalkeeper the start of the season, a week before the league start started. Um, our goalkeeper left or wasn't playing Sundays anymore. And so Craig had to step in. I think it was Elmstead. I think it was, no. Yeah, the first two games, it was Beckenham Rovers and Elmstead. Craig, he had to go in goal as a centre-half going in goal. He hadn't gone in goal, I think, 
other than five aside before in the past. So, you know, <laughs> he's done incredibly well and he's actually played in goal uh, in all of our league wins, funnily enough. He won't um, be able to get out now. You're number one is your number two now. Craig, Craig's in. That's it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think guy. I think what what it, what Craig offers us in certain games um, is that communication, that leadership, that aggression, that controlled aggression that you require as a as a goalkeeper as well. Our other goalkeeper is quite young. He's got the, he's more agile. He's got more ability with the ball at his feet. Great shot stopper. So it, it, we're actually lucky that we've got someone that can step in when when he's not available. Um, but yeah, he made some crucial saves on Sunday. I know he's buzzing. I think he listened to your your podcast the other day where you, you pointed him out in that game as well. So I think he's think, rethinking his position with, <laughs> with everyone getting a bit younger. <laughs> you're always mindful. You're always mindful of praising a goalkeeper in a game because it makes it sound like, you know, when keepers win man in a match and you mm. think, oh, blimey, they must have been up against it. And whilst Thamesmead obviously scored four and had a few chances, he made some saves. Um, it didn't feel like the game got away from you guys too much. And I like the, the Thamesmead boys and, and there was no trouble in the game at all. No, um, really good team. Really good bunch of lads as well. Good bunch of lads. But yeah, it just felt like everything, all the hard work that you've done sort of came together a little bit on Sunday because you had a real good team against you. And, but the conditions weren't great, were they? Let's be honest, the pitch. No. Um, but you really came through it and, and it was a real a good performance in the end, the second half, especially, I think the penalty that you got just before the end of the first half seemed to lift heads. Cause it was a, it was a bit heads down and a bit of grumbling going on. And that penalty seemed to spur you on and you came out in the second half and, and got the job done. Yeah. There's, we, we've sort of turned the corner in a sense of being stronger mentally. Uh, as I say, we've got a lot of youngsters in the, in the squad now. So um, anyone who deals with younger generation at the moment, they're not, the strongest in terms of dealing with their emotions or it certainly seems that way um, it's new generation so trying to instill in them a, a mental toughness you know a togetherness as a squad you know that controlled aggression you know all these key things that are going to make them better players moving forward we seem to have turned a corner and I think it's sort of sunken in a little bit about what's important um, and from that side of the game and these last three games we've seen that sort of turn the tide. Yes. Um, don't get me wrong, we've been battered in a couple of games this year and very badly battered. Um, so that could happen next week. <laughs> you know, in our next game, it could happen. But we have to talk, we have to look at it from a positive point of view that, you know, we've had a tough start. We sort of turn the corner slightly. It's just now about that consistency going forward, making sure that we have that every game, the right mentality. Because I think physically and technically we're there. Absolutely. Things we have to make sure that we're up for that fight as well. Do you want it to go too good, Matt? Because all your best moments on your YouTube channel seems to have come when you've had a bit of it, you've had the arse and you just torn into the players after the 7 0 defeat over at um, Farnborough, uh, the players turning up late and all that stuff. It seems to be these moments where you find these, these sort of this fire inside and you, you, you don't hold back and giving the players a bit, do you? Uh, yeah. I guess I do hold back. I am mindful. It could be 10 times. Oh, you do hold back. Wow. I think a, a few of the lads will tell you me a few years ago, that would have been 10 times worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they would have been put up on pegs and stuff. No, it's not I an act. That's not an act that you put on for the camera. Then, Cause not. we know, we know some of these, I don't, I, I'm not going to name names and 
and I'm, I'm not sure some people do put it on, but there's definitely a character element to some of the YouTube um, content, whichever, however big or small the teams are, we do get playing up to the camera. That's not in your mind when, when it comes to these post-match um, hairdryer treatment uh, that you dish out, especially on the pitch. I mean, it was a long, must have been 10, 15 minutes you were out there after the Farnborough game shouting at the players. Um, how, I mean, that you just went with it. Obviously, you went, that was pure emotion coming out. You, you weren't pleased at that, at that tonking that you got. No, and I, and I think well, to answer your question, no, nothing's put on. It's, 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 it's all genuine. As I say, some, sometimes I get into a, a rant and I forget the camera's there. Um, I'm mindful of what is said in terms of language sometimes because um, <laughs> you know, there may be youngsters watching or people don't want to see someone effing and blinding some some things are, I obviously edit so some things I don't leave in because I think that's a bit too strong to for people to watch on a, on a Sunday morning but yeah. I'm, I'm very much you know I'm very passionate and this is my baby the club it is mine yeah. and I want things done a certain way because the hours and hours and hours and hours and hours I put into it I just want to see that given back on a Sunday morning now, I'm not saying that we have to win every game. It's football. I can never demand people, you must win every game. It's, it's never going to happen. But the manner in which you approach the task has to be right. It has to be right. And it has to be done the way that I expect. So when it's not done that way, and I think I look at it and think, you've taken a piss here, then people need to be told. And I think they respect me more for being honest and open with them rather than feeding them bullshit and, you know, oh, don't worry, it's, it's fine. Well, it's not. It's not acceptable. And this is the reason why it's not acceptable. And I think they take it on board. Um, and, and again, you know, I've seen it 10 times worse in the pro game. I've seen it 10 times worse in non-league. So if they can't take it from me, God help them if they think they're going to make it elsewhere in football because it can be a lot, lot worse. Yeah. I mean, is it so win at all costs isn't part of your game plan? It's win if when you win your way, that must be super sweet. When it, when oh, it all goes to plan. I, th I think as well, as much as there's been times where I've probably had a rant and a rave, rightly so in my opinion, there's also been times where you see me on camera praising and telling how proud I am of them. Yep. Because as, a, as we know, we've mentioned it already, this division, this league is so hard. It's not an easy league. I've had Saturday players turn up and couldn't handle it. So it shows how difficult Sunday league football is now especially heightened more because there's so many cameras around. So when they do well, they play the way we want them to play. They express themselves. They're disciplined. They work for each other. I tell them, I'm so proud of you. And it's important to tell people how proud you are of them. You know, you just might get that little lift in the next game or they might go into work on Monday morning with that little bit of spring in their step. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's just, there's so much more. For me, there's so much more than just Sunday league game at stake here there's so much more that this can influence in their daily lives and that's my opinion on it anyway that's why you see me get so passionate so just a little quick question from someone who's had a foot in football at, at all levels mm. it is can Sunday football become a, a, a platform for players looking to, to to take that step into non-league football you know nick a nick a, a score of playing football uh, and beyond, or or is football Sunday league football still sort of frowned upon at that level? No, absolutely. I mean, you'd you'd have to ask the gaffers are obviously at that level what their what their thoughts are. But you see them at games. You see them at games. You see them 
you know, oh, who's that player? Who's that player? Because if they can nick a player on the cheap, um, they will do. Um, I know people have mentioned about going from Sunday League to Pro. That's nonsense. Um, never in a million years. Um, and you may say, oh, there were, there was people from Rising Ball, but those lads are known on the circuit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, let's just not say it's a Sunday League to Pro. Those lads are known on the circuit. There are lists and lists and databases and databases all up and down the country of hundreds of names. If you've played at a level, you've been seeing people know about you. But to go from Sunday League as an unknown into non-league football, absolutely. Why not? And if you've got someone who's trying to help you do that as well, someone on your side, because it is about who you know. Yep. You know, it is. There is that element of luck in everything that you do. Um, absolutely. Most of the conversations I have throughout the week are either lads who play for me, have played for me, or know me. You know, hi, Gaffer. Um, and they still call me Gaffer, which is a lovely touch, but it usually means they want something. Um, <laughs> hi, Gaffer, have you heard of this team? What are they like? You know, they're asking opinions. And I was like, well, where are you at the moment? Where are you getting game time? Are you enjoying your football anywhere? Yeah, I'm here at a Sunday. Well, keep doing that. I'm sure if you're, if you're scoring goals at that level and you're enjoying yourself, it's going to have a positive effect on a Saturday and you never know who's watching. Someone's always watching. So when I see the guys as well on a Sunday that are losing their heads, losing their rag and, you know, total ill discipline, you just think you never know who's watching. Because I've seen it. it usually it's at the big games, right? So if, if I have a week off, I might go down to one of the bigger games because I know there'll be a bit of an atmosphere there. So I might, uh, I think uh, last season I went and watched Jesse Dons versus Brixton. Yeah. The cup game or it might have been season four. There was um, a step five gaffer there. Excuse me. I went to, I think it was Lambeth against SE Dons a couple of years ago as well. And there was, there was a step six, step five and step four gaffer there. So there's, there's people out there watching. Yeah. Um, you just need to be mindful of the fact that, you know, keep your discipline, perform. There's always someone about that's going to be interested in what you're doing. Where, where do we need to improve still with grassroots football? Obviously someone who takes probably things more of a professional sort of feel to it with your club. Uh, obviously, you, you may have a different view of this than, than other people, but mm. where where do we need to improve in grassroots football? I, I just think it's the access to good facilities. And I, and I think it's not just a grassroots football thing. It's, a, it's countrywide. We need access to good facilities because you never know who can come through at grassroots level and later on down the line be wearing an England shirt. You know, it, 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 we need that access to good facilities. They do it in other countries. I think Germany, um, all, all across the country, there's pitches for free. You, you book your slot, you don't have to pay, you rock up and play. So it can be done elsewhere. I think we need to try and provide the same, if not better options for, for people. You know, some of the prices of these 4G pitches, for, for, for example, are a disgrace, quite frankly. yeah. yeah. You know, how can you expect... 350 oh, yeah. quid a game, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I got quoted... Yeah, exactly that. I got quoted that 350 quid because I wanted to have um, access to the pitch so we could warm up. And they were like, oh, that's an extra £80. You know, it's just unbelievable. And if you... Trying to get something off the ground, I'm trying to do with the under-21s. You know, pitch... Access to pitches to train and play. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, it's, most teams better. don't. Most teams don't train. I just think for that for that exact thing, or they sort of turn it into a, a goals 
five-a-side yeah. team thing. Where, kick where, about on a five-a-side. Five yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Sunday league, just turn up with your mates, enjoy, kick a ball before you kick a ball on a Sunday. No problem with that whatsoever. And, you know, we don't train at, at Panthers. We can't. It's just there's no time in which everyone's available. But with the, obviously with the under-21s, we need that. The whole point of development, of that, sorry, is development. So we need to train. I need to get across certain messages and do certain sessions. But it's just trying to find something on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is impossible in South London because it's either already booked up by another men's team, girls' team, kids' team, or it's just astronomical and what they're trying to charge you. What are we doing right then on the flip side of that? Where, where have we got it right, perhaps in, our, in South East London or South London in general? What are, we, what are we doing right? Obviously, it's flourishing, as I said earlier. We've got we've got lots of green space. Um, there's just too many. There seems to be too many teams um, to, to that use them. So they're booked. You're waiting for teams to almost fold before you can jump on these uh, things. But obviously, grass, grassroots football is successful here. Why? And, and, and what are we doing right? I think we're doing right to highlight how good it is. Um, I, I, you know, with the, the introduction of YouTube, social media, everyone now wants to play for a Sunday league team. You know, we've got, I've got 17 year olds that are rocking up and saying, Oh, I want to play in the Sunday league. Cause I'd like to be on the, on the camera or, oh, you know, there's just so many different things, but we're highlighting it more and how great it is yeah. in the past. It used to be, Oh, I play Sunday league. Oh, it's a bit shit in it. Sunday league. Yeah. You know, there's a bit of a neg to it, wasn't there? Yeah. But as, as I said earlier, yeah, it, was blokes, it was blokes that looked like me normally kicking lumps out of everyone, wasn't it? Mate, that's what I went through. I, I played in the Croydon Leagues and it was uh, pints and fights. You wouldn't believe some of the stuff that we saw <laughs> on a Sunday morning yeah. in those leagues. But now it's I think people are are looking at it more from point of view. It's, 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 a, it's a platform. It's, a, it's an area where we can come and express ourselves. It's, it's our Wembley. It could be the muddiest pitch in the world, broken goals, whatever. This is our Wembley. This is our cup final. We can go out and express ourselves and enjoy ourselves, which is great to see that it's younger and younger people getting involved in it now. So I think the exposure of how good grassroots, Sunday league, whatever it may be called, is, um, I think that's fantastic. So you're seeing kids now from under-18s. Their team may not be around next season because they're too old for the under-18s. They're going straight into Sunday league. Yeah. Or whatever it may be. And it's brilliant. So I think the exposure of how much fun Sunday League can be, I think is brilliant. I don't know if uh, Sunday Leagues do it already. Uh, I know some have tried, but tying up with like the Kent Youth League or Selken or whatever to try and offer a place. I know the Maidstone and Mid-Kent League do it down down that way um, with their local um, league. But giving these, these under-18 teams somewhere to go, link up with these youth leagues as a, as a pathway into adult football. Um, it sounds like a basic thing to do. Maybe maybe the kids ain't interested. Yeah, there's a massive disconnect between under-18s and, and men's senior football. So where do they go? If they're not good enough to play in the under-23s for an Isthmian side, yeah. where, where do they play? I think there is a 23s or 21s league with Sel... Is it Selken, I think? Yeah, 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 Selken. Um, I had a little look at that. There's, there's not many teams in that division, maybe 10. So where do these kids go? Once they've finished under-18s football, where do they go? Yeah. Uh, and that's part of what I'm trying to provide here with the 21s that, we, that we're creating. Just give them that sort of pathway from youth to adults and what's expected from you when you go into 
adult football because there's some fantastic players coming out of under 18s but they get swallowed up because they're not used to the environment that a men's senior team provides um, so yeah it's, it, I, I think if you had like a an under 21s in Met League Westfile Orpington and Bromley or even a little tournament or something in pre-season I think that would be an excellent idea I think so it doesn't seem too far-fetched but yeah maybe there's just reluctance for the for the kids to to do it or part or the managers to go into adult football who knows uh with your under 21s what is the long-term plan with that is it to put them into competitive football or is it to keep it as a development thing and training so it's competitive football would be fantastic unfortunately it's difficult for me to do personally uh because i i scout um midweek and saturdays so i'm having to juggle that whilst putting on games so to to, to put them into a competitive league, which would be Saturdays or Sundays, it's not possible at the moment. As I say, this is a one-man band. So unless and you I wouldn't trust coach... you wouldn't trust another manager to take that on. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but I, 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 you could call it arrogance. I kind of want things done my way. Yeah, so yeah. I, I want to get that foundation in place first, and then yes, absolutely. I would love any coaches out there that want to take on sessions, a team, whatever it may be, get in contact because the club is about development if that can be providing a platform for a young coach to come in and run a team, then that's brilliant. Because there's, there's a lot of players out there that maybe get disillusioned with playing, that want to get into coaching, but they don't have a team to go and coach and manage or whatever it may be. So, yeah, absolutely. I'll run this 21s. And then if someone else wants to take it on and we put them in a competitive league, I'd absolutely love that. Um, so, yeah, if there's any coaches out there, hit me up. <laughs> uh two questions just uh perhaps quickish answers on these ones mm. who's who's your players player i know the team that you've got at the moment is quite a new one so perhaps not too many candidates for that at the moment um but who's your sort of players player that's that's that leads by example uh and helps you or is a big influence on the on the squad that's there now Who, who's that player for the panthers so the two players that have the biggest influence off the pitch is obviously Craig McCluskey, captain, Daniel Dempster, who's like my right-hand man. Um, but in terms of playing, there's, there's two players that are sort of standing out at the moment. Uh, one is uh, Matt Farnworth, who, who plays for us. He's actually come down from Bolton. He moved down to London from Bolton. And we were, I think we were the first team he reached out to. And I don't really like bringing people in that reached out to me on social media. I want to have seen a player first yeah. before, before throwing them in. Um, but he's absolute Rolls Royce of a player. Injured at the moment, unfortunately. That's all, they all seem to be, don't they? Um, but he's an absolute Rolls Royce of a player. And there's another young lad who's really taken on uh, responsibility of sort of owning like a leadership role at the moment. That's uh, David Mensah. And I think you actually mentioned how good he was. The, the oh, team. is that your number four on the, during yeah. that game? Oh, what a player he was. Yeah. Someone pick him up, please. Did he, did he touch, does he touch the ground when he runs or does he, he just float? Is, an unbelievable player, right? I've, I know he's got, he's gone to a club on Saturday, but he's not getting the rubber to green there. I don't think he's got his, his opportunity. But if there's anyone out there looking for a central midfielder that can do everything, play step four, five or six, shout me. This player, if he is not playing at non-league football regularly, the world has done him an injustice. From what I saw on Sunday, and obviously people are going to say, oh, fucking hell, you're bigging up Sunday football. He'd be very comfortable at step five and six, he'd have a stroll. Oh, oh 
unreal. The biggest problem with David is that he's he's not the tallest of players in the world. Yeah, but so, he was playing against he was playing against physical big central midfielders on on uh, Sunday, and he didn't struggle against that at all. I've I've, I've never seen him back out for 50-50. I've never seen him struggle in the air. I've never seen him struggle technically, tactically, mentally. It's it's a travesty that he's not getting the rubber to green at Saturday football. But I guess the positive is for us, we get him every Sunday. You get him fresh um, every week. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the two players that are sort of, for different reasons, that sort of stood out in recent weeks is certainly those two. But, you know, there's, Six or seven others that are doing exactly the same thing as well. I can name them all, but I know we haven't got all night. But you know, we've, got, <laughs> we've got a really good bunch at the moment. You know, we're not the best team in the world, but we're not trying to be the best team in the world. Uh, and I think that the effort that a lot of them are putting in is, is fantastic. And I know going forward, bearing in mind how young they all are, it's going to hold them in good stead moving forward. That's that's for sure. Who's your unsung hero? So more your clubman type, but. I think a little bit more than the clubman. I think that's a bit of a people take the piss out of people that win the clubman award. I don't understand why. I think it's a great um, accolade for someone. But who's your unsung hero? Me. <laughs> you are. You definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> I praise the players too much. I'm fed up of it now. I'm amazing. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Um, it's difficult because they all do something in their own way. Um, and having to go through what some of them have gone through post-COVID and still turn up the way they do as a credit to themselves. So there's there's a few lads that, that could win that, but all of them to, to a man are all an un, unsung hero as such in my eyes. So the last section of this interview, the open forum, uh, your little section, just to say thank you to people past and present uh, and perhaps people that in the future um come who are in the club now and you've and you know they're going to push you into an into the new levels um who who are those people and, and give them a shout out because they definitely deserve it sure i mean first of all i want to say thank you to all those that have dm'd me us uh with really positive messages about what we're trying to do um it doesn't go unnoticed and it is nice to hear good positive messages coming through um, so I just want to say thank you to those. They know who they are, so I don't need to mention names. But thank you very much to those that have given us positive messages on the YouTube or a DM. Um, it, it, sometimes you can feel like, you know, is it everything that we're doing, is it worth it? Yeah. Is there a value to it? Yeah. Um, and seeing those messages come through, it, it, you know, it does put a smile on my face because I see how hard the boys are working. You know, they're having to deal with someone who's quite difficult in me. Um so to see those those messages come through, you know, is brilliant. So thank you very much to everyone who's done that. And um, yeah, as, as I say, just to sort of plug our, our under-21s, if there are any players out there at the moment that are, you know, looking to play men's senior football, um, they want to sort of bridge the gap for maybe playing under-18s, you know, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, any coaches that maybe don't have a platform to put their ideas to, maybe are looking at, creating a, a, a team for next season in younger age groups. I'd love to have under nines, under tens, under 11s, under 12s, whatever it may be, yeah. you know, reach out to us. I'm always up for a conversation with someone. Um, I could talk football for hours. So if there's any questions at all, just come at me. Twitter is probably the best one. Uh, email, Instagram. Uh, and, uh, well, mate, give them your, give them your, your Instagram 
uh, your address, your Twitter address, your YouTube channel address and your email address so we can get people getting in touch with you. Yeah, certainly. So our, our Twitter is uh, at SL underscore Panthers FC. I think it's the same for Instagram as well. Um, on YouTube, you can search SLP TV or indeed South London Panthers FC. We seem to come up quite a lot um, under that as well. Um, or email is always a good way as well. If you want to structure a, a question or, or want me to come back with any uh, detailed information, it's uh, southlondonpanthers at gmail.com. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much uh, for the chat tonight. We've we've spoken uh, quite a bit. You put me right earlier in the season about some comments I made about the team uh, early in the podcast, <laughs> you, which you, is great. You know what it is? It's just you're, what you're doing is brilliant, by the way, and the platform that you've created yourself is, is, is excellent. Um, and I do lift, try and listen as, as much as I can. I think there was just one thing I heard and I was like, mm, I don't like that. And it was the word struggling. Yeah. If, if there's one thing that we will never be, is a side that will struggle. We will always find a way to kick on. And I think, I, I, I know I, I, I came at you a little bit, so I have to apologise. But it was just <laughs> no. that one word. The point you were making was right, but the word struggle, I was like, mm -mm, no, no, no. I know yeah. what I'm about. It, it, will never, it will never be that. Um, it might come across quite arrogant. I know that people often say that about me, but when you're confident about what you can do, you can sometimes come across that way. But no, I, I think what you're doing as well with this, you know, you're highlighting not just the people in the top, top leagues, you're highlighting the mates that maybe have just created a team, the mates that are mid-table, bottom of the league, whatever it may be. Those teams, without them, we don't have competitive football. You know, we don't get involved in Sunday League for just one division. We get involved to see all these different teams from all these different backgrounds. And you think how many players are playing at 10.30am on a Sunday morning and all those people could be doing some other sort of nonsense. It's brilliant. So you keep doing what you're doing as well, highlighting how good Sunday League and grassroots football is. And I th think we'll see it grow even more and more. Well, as you say, we need the serious teams like yourselves to sort of professionalise it and show and give some sort of aspiration for, for teams that want to get to where you are uh, with the structured with a structured club on a Sunday and show that it can work. Because I think some people just turn up and think, Oh, we'll have a fag on the sideline and we'll turn up 15 minutes beforehand and all that. But yeah. you look at some clubs where it's very structured. Um, there's a management structure. There's a proper warm-up. There's all this, that and the other. And I think there's a place for all of it. And I think, as you say, you've got your pub teams that play in the bottom few divisions. You've got your more serious clubs in the middle. And then you've got your very serious clubs um, at the top. And, and there's nothing wrong with having those teams that just want to turn up and play without a warm-up. Um, but then... You have the, the the coaches that want to turn up and actually challenge themselves uh, and answer questions uh, by putting something structured together. And I think you you definitely sit in that bracket. Yeah, I think the great thing is you're seeing a lot more people now that want to actually go and do their coaching badges and stuff like that as well for their Sunday team. And I think that's brilliant. You know, all knowledge is good knowledge, you know, and today's pub team could be tomorrow's SE Dons. Yeah. You just don't know. So I, th I think it's brilliant that you know, teams starting out today, you don't know what you could be in five years' time. You know, I'm certain that, you know, SC Don's get mentioned a lot because it's such a high profile, but I think they've even mentioned it themselves. When they started, they couldn't even win a game. Yeah. And now, God knows how many hundreds of thousands of people are watching their games on YouTube and, you know, the commercial deals that they're doing, phew, you know, they're going to be running for years just off the back of that. So you don't know what the future holds. Just stick with it. You know, anyone that's running a team, hats off to you. It's bloody hard. But 
scoring a goal, winning a game. No better feeling, is there? That's no better feeling and no better way to end the interview, mate. All the best. Hopefully I'll bump into you again before the end of the season and see more progression maybe in a month or two. Uh, a good win last time out. Uh, a rest. A rest yesterday. Uh, no game for you this week. Um, so you'll be back at it uh, next Sunday. I wish you all the best, mate. And nice to speak to you. Oh, man. Thanks, Andrew. Take care. So now for the OBD SFL games of the week and the predictions. This week, our guest predictor is John White again, uh, as he is here every week. Thank you very much, John, for taking the time to predict. Uh, Gibbs, we've got some, we might have some news for the Westford ones. Dolby didn't uh, send in his results just yet. Has he not? He's that uh, far ahead. He's shutting uh, he's off. He's, he's took the piss out of us. He said, oh, I'm far ahead. Go on, I'll have a week off this I week. chased him at 25 <gasps> past five and have had nothing back from him yet. To be fair, mate, if they're not in now, we're recording. No, that's it's, true. It's game, right. set, match. Dolby, he said that. So, sorry, mate. I'm seeing him Tuesday. Uh, but, no. Sorry, Mark. Gibbs has made the decision. Uh, fucking chat. <laughs> it always chats me under the bus. <laughs> right. So, the, the OBD SFL games. This week's guest, South London Panthers, um, face off against Sports King in, the, in a Prem Division game, Jamie. Uh, fifth place, Panthers with 13 points, uh, playing third place, Sports King, 17 points so far this season for Sports King in their first season in the OBD SFL, going around nicely. If they, if they win their games in hand, they'll be top of the division. Uh, Panthers with two wins from their last three, uh, Sports King with one win from their last three. And they have, they did beat, got, they were beaten by Hatcham, and I think there was a draw against Farnborough Reserves in there. Uh, Johns is Panthers' uh, top scorer with seven so far this season, and Neeson's from Sports King, their top man, six goals. Jamie, um, this, this is harder to predict now than it would have been two months ago. Definitely, uh, Sports King's form a little bit off. Uh, well, you say that. Sports Andrew. King will have this free one. Sports King are actually top of the form table if you look at it. Having not played this weekend, <laughs> back to you in the studio, then. <laughs> Just Jeff. Yeah, the problem with Jamie, what Jamie's done there is the other week. He's got on field time and clicked form table and looked at it and noted <laughs> yeah, yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. I've said the last three, but he goes the other week. Oh no! Don't do three. Go six games. Do three. So yeah, if you look no, at, no, 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 no. Yeah, but that just, I've just got form stunning. table in general, mate. Right, go on, mate. So what's your thought? Um, yeah, so, as we said, Sports King, top of the form table, second highest goal difference in the league, uh, unbeaten in those six, as we said. Panthers, two wins on the, bit, on the spin, good for them. Look, they've turned the corner, but they've got a negative goal difference. And they, their wins are coming against, like the Thamesmead, who are struggling, um, and other teams who are, are near the bottom. Um, I think this will be a step up for them against Sports King yep. who I, I was going to maybe fancy Panthers to make a draw yep. but I think with that goal difference uh, start I think Sports King will nick it so I'm going to go 2-1 for Sports King 2-1 Sports King locked in Jamie's had a big week this Chris. week 6 points this week so he must be flying it'll be 3-1 uh, Sports King 2-1 Jamie's guess double chance guess uh, John has gone 3-1 to Sports there King um, I'm going to go for 3-2 to Sports King they won't concede 2 it'll be 3-1 uh, I've said 3-2 he's like so he knows a fucking Chinese betting fucking ring that's, that's got saying on this irregular betting patterns on, on this game <laughs> fucking sports thing 
King Syndicate. The same people he used to get to bet on his greyhound. Yeah. Ooh. Gibson's flyer. The flyer. Uh, but you're impressed I remembered that. I am. Yeah, I think we're all we're all seeing Sports <coughs> King win here. Uh, but Matt and the boys are doing a good job, uh, as you heard in his interview. Um, they're building. Uh, he's not looking to, to set the world alight. Everything's a bonus for them this season. The next game is in Div 1. Old sparring partners locking horns again in Division 1 uh, from last season. These two had some epic games. Uh, Royal Southwark against Sydenham. Uh, Sydenham on the back of a really good win against um, Royal, uh, Hatcham Royals this week. Royal Southwark with a textbook 2-0 win. Um, uh, Royals are second in the division with 17 points. Uh, Sydenham fifth with 15, so nothing in it really between the two teams. Um, Royal Southwark have two wins in their last three, and as do Sydenham, two wins from their last three. Johnson has overtaken Mr. Dean as... Southwark's top scorer, Johnson with eight. Uh, Sydenham have two score. Their two top scorers have eight goals each. Edwards has done that in nine games. And Pedrotti has done it in 13. Uh, Jamie, these two know all about each other. There's no surprises with this one uh, on Sunday. Um, is it going to be a Sydenham or a Southwark win? Well, that is the question. It could also draw, be a draw. a draw, of course. Um, yeah, Sydenham won the reverse 3-2, didn't they, at home? Um, but I think that's just before Royal Southwark hit the British uniform. They yeah, are yeah. top of the form table for the for the uh, Division One. Sydenham, fantastic result yesterday. Um, as I said, my pick for result of the week. Um, but the form before that's been a bit sketchy, and yeah. they've not played consistently either. Yeah. We can make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have got two wins on on the spin over the last two games. However many weeks those are spread across, and they've got four home games coming up after this. Okay. So. Um, they'll fancy themselves to go on a runny, a good run, or keep that run going, should I say, uh, if they get a result here. But I think Royal Southwark can go top if they win. Right. With West Wickham not playing, and they then, they then play West Wickham the week after. So, real big incentive there for them. My only criticism with Southwark is that, apart from their Kent Cup final, whenever there's been a big game for them, they shut it. Yeah, they, they, does, seem, they? they seem to fall over well, a little to bit. To be fair, they had the bar about 40 times. But. Yeah, but that's that's football. But Yeah. You could you could argue that, but I mean, they're in a good position again in a tough division, so... Um, this is tough game. Through hook by crook, they're, they're still challenging. Yeah. Um, I, I think they will win on Sunday. I think they'll it'll just be a reverse of that game. I think it'll be 3-2. Royal Southwark this time. 3-2 to Royal Southwark. Locked in for Jamie. Um, John has backed Royal Southwark to win 2-1. You said 3-2. I'm going to go 3-1 to the Royal Southwark boys. Um, I think Sydenham, although they will get those good results against good teams because they're a good side. Um, But consistency this season has been um, a little, has been missing for them. Um, and that may that may be something that they put right this week. A, a win against Royal Southwark for Sydney isn't out of the realms of reality. Um, I just think Royal Southwark um, have have hit form at the right time to be playing Sydney. Yeah, I'm going to back Royal Southwark. Did I say three one? Three one? Did you? I think I said three one. I've said three one anyway because I know you're going to listen to this tomorrow. Uh, good luck to both teams though. That's a tough. We like both teams on on the podcast so. Tough to back against anyone, but we've got to do it. Um, Hayden Reserves versus Woosh brings together third-placed Hayden Reserves, uh, 14 points from eight games, playing Woosh in second. 
they have 16 points from six games, just the two points dropped for um, Woosh so far this season. Uh, Hayden Reserves are in a good bit of form. Two wins from their last three, and Woosh flawless in their last three, um, three from three. Top scorer for Hayden Reserves, Boxall with 10 double figures uh, for them so far this season. Good return, uh, considering we're only just in the beginning of February. Uh, and Woosh's top man is Nicholas. He has six goals in nine games. So good return uh, for them, considering they've played uh, not so many games. Uh, Woosh go into this one for favor as favourites for me, Jamie. I'm going to back them straight off the bat, 2-1 uh, to Woosh. Uh, John has gone 4-2, Woosh. Where are your thoughts? I was going to go for that. Um, Seems John's done a bit of research this week. Yeah, I mean, second v third, but obviously Woosh sitting second, not played that many games no. at all so uh, and haven't lost so they they look like yeah favourites coming into it um, only conceding seven goals in their the six league games whereas Hayden on average concede two and score three so you would think maybe three two Hayden would be the shout um, but I think Wish with the form that they're on um, I fancied them I fancied them to win I was going to go four two so I'm going to change it and go five two 5-2 doesn't shirk it and go down one he goes up one that's what he, that's what six points has bred bred the confidence into him on the predictions now uh, last game for the OBDSFL the Colts um, Alpington Colts against Petswood Road, Road Runners. Uh, the Colts now fourth in the division 26 points from 13 averaging two points a game that's promotion form boys uh, Petswood Road Runners 12th in the division uh 10 points from 11 games. Um, not good for them. Uh, two wins in the last three. Uh, the last loss, uh, incidentally, Jamie, for Alperton Colts was the, the uh, was back in November, the 7th, the 7th of November. That's a long time for uh, the Colts to not have lost. They, they seem to have suffered from the Celt curse for such a long time. But they've picked it up. Hart, their top man. Uh, 12 goals for the Colts this season. Uh, Petzold Roadrunners, no wins in their last three. Uh, looking bleak for them. Um, Elliot, their top man, seven goals, Jamie, so far this season. Uh, the Colts used to be that team that you that you would play when you needed a win. Uh, it looks a little bit diff. They look a little bit different now from those days. Petzold Roadrunners in trouble. Um, John backing the Colts to win 3-1. Um, I'll listen to your um, analysis <laughs> before I make my guess. What do you think, mate? Um, yeah, so Pittsburgh Roadrunners are in two weeks in a row purely because they're playing an interesting team. Yeah. Because um, <coughs> they ain't going to be in it again because they're fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the Colts flying unbeaten this year um, and obviously good in the tail end of last year. They've leapfrogged Benhurst who were flying but they fell off a cliff so yeah. opportunity there that the Colts have I've managed to climb that for jump over that fence. Um, that's a horse pun. Um, whereas Pittsburgh okay. Roadrunners have scored one goal in the last three games. Yeah. That's dire. Yeah, it is. I mean, in Division 5, it really is. They got a good draw. I think their best result this season against, I think it was Shortland Spitfires. Um, and that's as good as it's got for them, really. So I, I think Colts, a big Colts win here because they've been banging some goals in. I'm going to go 5 0 Colts. 5 0 to the Colts. I'm going to go a bit more conservative than that. 4 1 to the Colts uh, for me. Uh, uh, Petswood Roadrunners can't go another game without scoring, surely. 
John Backingham, the Colts 3-1. I'll go 4-1. Jamie, 5-0. Five 5-zip. Five Where are the Mariners this week? Home to New Beckingham. Good, good win on the weekend for you against um, Alpington. Does that send you into that one uh, with a bit of confidence? Of course it does. And they obviously lost as well, which again gives us a bit more confidence. We, we saw... Well, we saw what Phoenix were like the week before when we played them, and for them to go and get that result against New Beckham gives us belief that we can we can get a similar result. Um, yeah, just got to keep believing, build on the positives for for the week before, and obviously improve on the areas where we weren't as good. Um, and yeah, we'll see how we end up. Very good luck with that handling, Chris McGinty. Do you feel like he's there? He's there. Oh, top, he's the, the top match easily. You can see for the the goal stats, he's a he's a danger man. Um, very good player obviously playing at a level probably a little bit below where he should be but he's playing with his mates he's, he's happy in a team that are performing well so it'll be a difficult game not just to keep them quiet they've got, they've got good players throughout the team um, so yeah should be an interesting one nice to get back to winning ways hopefully a full squad again this Sunday uh, and more comfortable in the games all the best mate and I'll speak to you next week cheers So now for the Westfa results or games of the week, should I say, with Gibbs. Gibbs, four games as usual, chosen by you. Yep, chuck me under the bus, let's go. <laughs> uh, first one is a cup game between Metrogas and Jam. Uh, this is a fantastic game. Metrogas, real good form. Uh, Jam with a big win on the weekend against Bulltarks in the cup. Another cup game for Jam. Uh, Metrogas top of the senior division. Uh, 15 points from five. Flawless from them. Uh, Jam, fifth place in the Prem, six points from four. Not really going their own way in the Prem division, but I know Phil likes a cup. He won't be too sad about that. Uh, the three wins, uh, the last three games, Metrogas have won all three of their games. Uh, they lost, their last loss was against Burridge Blues in a cup uh, on the 28th of November. That's the last time wow. the Metrogas haven't won a game. Uh, Phil and the Jam lads, um, have won two of their last three. Uh, Dominique, the Jam uh, top marksman, 20 goals so far this season. Uh, Dyer from Metrogas, um, anything but Dyer. He's at 15 goals this year. Gibbs, um, this brings together a real interesting game. We know Jam are a top side in the Prem. Is this uh, Metrogas's first step up like in terms of playing the Prem side from the senior? Good question. It probably I, is. I believe it is, yeah. Uh, this is a massive game. Metrogas will really show and where they are with a good shine against um, Jam. I can see this being a really close close game. Um, it's, it's such a tough one to pick, to be honest. I think... Um, do you know what? I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to say Jam 3-2. Oh, mate. Dolby has got his predictions in. Oh, just! <laughs> just got him in. Just. Uh, Mark has backed Metrogas 3-2. I've gone Jam 3-2. Um, I, there's one thing no 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 because it's a, oh, I'm, this will finish in full time but do you know what Sang's in the back of my mind and I know Phil played in goal against Crayford Athletic but they have slipped up in the cup against lower opposition Jam and Metrogas will be 110% committed to this game I'm going to back the Metrogas boys and sorry Phil I know he tried some mind games on Twitter so maybe he doesn't mind me taking a bit of heat off of him um, I'm going to go Metrogas to win this 2-1 I would go 2-1 Jam would you? 
Uh, but that's going to be an excellent game. Uh, another good game. Gibbs, you've done such a good job on the games of the week this week. Red Velvet playing Hartford Athletic. Oh, what a uh, game. In the cup. Um, Hartford in the fourth division, I think, aren't they? Yes. Uh, middle of the table, fifth place in the in the, in the the um, fourth division. Uh, 12 points from six. Red Velvet second in division one. 15 points from seven. Um, not amazing, really, for... Uh, Red Velvet or Hartford in the league, um, but they're doing well in cups. Uh, Red Velvet won two of their last three. Uh, Donaldson, their top scorer, 15 from 17 uh, games. Uh, Hartford have won three of their last three. They've scored 26 goals in their last four games in all competitions. Uh, They're having a real good time of it since Christmas, that's for sure. Uh, Clark with their goals, 16 in 13 games. Uh, Not that Louis Clark, but a different Louis Clark for... Hartford Athletic, um, showing that that name just means goals. <laughs> it's synonymous with goals, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Mark Dolby's prediction, um, he's backed Red Velvet 3-2. They spend some money behind the bar, so he's happy to predict for them. What do you think, Gibbs? I'm going to go Red Velvet 2-1. 2-1, Red Velvet for Gibbs, straight in. Um, I'm going to have to go with Red Velvet as well, um, seeing as used to are. There's no risk there. 3-2 uh, from what you said, 2-1. Yep, 2-1 Red Velvet. Oh, God, it's going to be goals in it, definitely. 4-0. Four 4-0 nil. Four nil Red Velvet, you yeah. think? Cool. It'll end up being 0-0. Hartford has scored 26 in their last four. They'll at least get one. 3-1 I'm going to go. 3-1 to Red Velvet on Sunday. Good luck to both teams. That's a fantastic game. Whoever's refereeing that and gets to watch it, that'll be a real brilliant game. Uh, another cup game, Borden Westfer play Abbey Mead. Uh, Border Sports West for currently first of their division, Div 3. Uh, 19 points from 8. Uh, Abbey Mead Gibbs are seventh in Div 3. Uh, five points from four games. Not a good return for them uh, in Div 3. Uh, something we always say as a, as a top team. Uh, both teams um, only won two of their last three. Uh, Fullman is the top man for Borden Westfer. 11 goals. Their goalkeeper, Jimmy, scored a hat-trick apparently on the weekend from his match from... Three kicks from, the, from, the, from his own 18 yard uh, Who was the goalkeeper who scored loads? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Pinner from um, Abbey Mead, their top man. Eight goals this season for Pinner. Gibbs? I'm going to back Borden Westford. Yeah, me too. What do you? What are your thoughts? I'm going to say 3-1 Borden Westford. 3-1 Borden Westford. Straight in tonight, Gibbs. Uh, Dolby has backed him 3 1 as well. Oh, that's guaranteed five points. Yeah, I'm going to go 3 1 Borden. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I want to change mine then because I need to get it off. I need to change. I'm going to say 4 2 Borden Westford. 4 2 now for Gibbs. He's um, He has uh, changed his guess. I'm, go- I'm, going with Bal- I'm going with Dolby when a Borden team's playing. He knows something. We don't. Um, New Cross Rovers play Granite in the senior division. Tough one. Uh, good rivalry, this one. A friendly rivalry, I think, uh, more than anything. Um, New Cross Rovers currently fifth in the division, six points from two games. So unbeaten, I think. They've played plenty more games than that, but we've had quite a few teams withdraw from the senior Yeah, I think they've had a lot of cup games as well. Um, so they've played no games. Two, two games played in February. Uh, bollocks, really. Um, Granite, a third in the, in the same division. Uh, 12 points from seven games. Just the one win in the last three for New Cross Rovers. Um, and Granite, flawless in their last three. Uh, three wins in three. Uh, Mundell Smith for New Cross Rovers, 17 goals this season. Uh, Ozib, 
Ozabodu for Granite has eight goals so far this season. Gibbs, this is a good rivalry. Um, Newcastle Rovers, obviously flawless uh, in the league. Um, they've had a good season overall. Granite finding their feet still, you feel, a little bit in the senior. Um, this is very equal. It's, it's not an upset if Granite win, but it, it feels like it, it might be. I, I, I think both teams have been hit a little bit hit and miss. I don't think any of them have hit a consistent run of form um, this season. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say 2-2. Desmond for Gibbs. Uh, Mark Dolby back in Granite to win 2-1. Um, I'm going to back, I don't even, I don't know anything about New Cross Rovers. They're the, I've never reffed them. Uh, they haven't, haven't got much stats on the uh, full time to try and work them out. Obviously. That's what they do, they just do it to deceive you. Oh, it's Mike Verillo at it again, isn't he? <laughs> AC12. Um, we know they've got goals in them. Um, let me go for a new Cross Rovers win because Mark's gone granite um, and you've gone a draw. I'm going to go for a 2-1 new Cross Rovers, but that's purely playing, trying to play percentage and get the points uh, this week. It'll be a really good game that these two often bantering on social media. It's good to see all light-hearted stuff. Where, where's your game this weekend, Gibbs? We are back at uh, Long Lane this week, back at home uh, against SC Niners in the in the Shield, Westford Shield. Um, a win takes either team through to the quarterfinals, so we will be um, we'll be looking to maybe progress in the cup. Are you nervous about playing the big dogs of the 69ers? Always nervous, mate. Every game we're going to it, underdogs. So, <laughs> Every um, game. Always nervous. Gibbs, I wish you all the best. See you next week. See you next week, mate. Bye. So, the games of the week predictions, our usual analysis of the four games um, as chosen by Graham uh, for myself, Ryan and Hugo to uh, choose. I must say, um, Hugo, I think, has taken the lead in terms of points on the predictions. Now, he got, oh, I'm still ahead of him. He got one point this week. I got two. Ryan got three. Wow. Um, so, Ryan is the winner this week. But um, in haste, I think Ryan um, has made some silly suggestions this weekend. Uh, uh, was that anything to do with the picture for the fact that they were in the pub yesterday? Yes, I think Did that have it anything was. to do with it? Yeah. Mm, I thought that might be the case. <laughs> so the games of the week. The first one this week is in the Donovan Thomas Cup. Um, two teams currently battling it out in their division. Um, division four face each other in this cup too. Um, plenty, uh, there's been some good games between these two or a good game this season so far. Magpie recruitment sitting top of the division, 23 points from nine games. Uh, they play adversaries, Merton, um, who sits second in the division, 21 points from 11 games. Uh, Magpie have won three of their last three games. Um, I looked back in the, in the history, in the archives to see the last time that Magpie Recruitment didn't win a game. And it was a draw on the 12th of September against Mortlake. Actually... I wish you'd have given me the question and said, oh, sh- did sorry. you know you could have teed me up and I would have given <laughs> you the right answer? Uh, well, they drew their first two games of the season. Who was the first Who was the first one, the first result against? Parthenope was the yes. first one. It was, yes. Um, so they drew their first two games of the season, uh, Magpie, and they've been on a winning streak ever since. They've not lost a game 
Oh, they've won all of the games, should I say, since then, which is absolutely Seven ridiculous. Seven wins, yeah. Uh, Riddick, their top man with 17 goals in 10 games. Uh, Merton, only the one win in their last three games. Uh, their top marksman is Cravero, 25 goals from 12 games. Um, is this the week that Magpie tastes defeat, do you think, Graham? It's a cup game. It's a, that's all I just say. It's a cup game. You know, we saw in the Emirates FA Cup yesterday, um, other airlines are available. Um, yeah. You know, you can, you've just, I mean, you searched what Boreham did at uh, Bournemouth yesterday and, you know, Kidderminster at West Ham and Saturday. You know, it doesn't matter in cup football. It's 11 v 11. If you get the run of the ball, you get a little bit of luck, you get the rub of the green. Who knows what's going to happen? I think, you know, Merton will want a little bit of revenge from the 3-1 league defeat earlier on in the season. Yeah. And I think we always talk, don't we, in that second game where the teams play each other again, what have they learned from the first game? Is there any changes? Is there any adjustment? I think Merton would have probably taken more out of the defeat than what probably Magpie took out of the victory. So pressure's on Magpie, you know, as being the, the, the higher ranked side by a couple of points. Pressure's on them to win. Um, so, so why not? Merton can have a free hit. Pressure's off. Who knows? Uh, by the way, Ryan uh, from West Nord paying the ultimate tribute to uh, Desmond Tutu this week. Um, he has suggested a two-all draw for this one at the end of 90 minutes. Um, Hugo has backed Magpie to win 3-2. Uh, I've got to back Magpie to win. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 4-2 to Magpie to win this one. They're in red-hot form at the moment. Uh, friends of the podcast as well, so I won't back against them. Um, but yeah, 4-2 to, to, for, for Magpie. For me, good luck to... Uh, Francis and all the lads and I guess we'll hear um, the reactions to the game uh, they're straight right. on it to be fair they're straight on Twitter afterwards I mean yeah. if he loses whether he's going to be straight on it or not we'll see <laughs> uh, so the next game in the Bob Dixon League 1 uh, London Ravens uh, against Kudos Athletic uh, the Ravens fourth in their division 19 points uh, Kudos third with 20 points. <coughs> Who picks these games? Do a brilliant job. Uh, two, <laughs> two wins, two wins out of the last three for London Ravens. And kudos, no wins from their last three. For a team we talk about quite a bit as, as a fancied team. This is a league game. Um, Omara, the top man for London Ravens, eight goals for the for him. Uh, and Butler for kudos, 14 goals so far this season for Butler. Um, no win in three. Is that just kudos falling off a little bit, do we think, in this title race? If you went the County <coughs> Cup game, they drew yesterday and then got knocked out on penalties. That's no win in four. Yeah. I think this is really must win for kudos. I think if they lose this game, I think they're actually out of contention for second place. If you look at Vale County, are there or thereabouts, they'll have three games in hand. London Ravens will obviously go above them, but will have three games in hand. Wimbledon Commoners will be a point clear with two games in hand. I think promotion is up in smoke if Kudos lose this game. Uh, pressure. They've just played too many games, haven't they, if, if they lose this one? Yeah, no, I, I think so. And, and, it's not so bad if you've only got one team knocking on the door, but when you've got Wimbledon Commoners in the form that they're in, you've got Vale County going about their business. You know, they're into the semi-final of the, of the London Cup yesterday. Um, and you've got London Ravens then who emphatically beat Kudos a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I think 5-0. 
got the chance then potentially to go and do the double over them. I just think it rules kudos out. So they will need to bring their A game and they will need to play the best football that they can. But they're a good side. It, it, you know, I wouldn't back against... I wouldn't back against them, you know, against adversity, backs against the wall for them to pull out a result. You know, they don't become, you don't become a bad team overnight just because you haven't won in a few weeks. You know, no. they've got the players, they've got the talent there. There's no reason why they can't win. But I, I don't know whether it's confidence or belief or players, not sure, a combination of all three at the minute. Well, Ryan has backed a Desmond 2-2 uh, draw on this one. Um, uh, Hugo has backed the London Ravens boys to win. Um, three two on this one. Close. Uh, uh, I'm going to go for a close London Ravens win. Uh, two one to uh, London Ravens for me in this one. Tight. It's going to be a tight game. You you can just see. Uh, kudos. Uh, plus twelve. So similar similar sort of goal. Plus seventeen for um, for uh, London Ravens. Kudos. Do let in a few in there. They've only played three more. They've only played three more games than London Ravens, but they've let in 21 more goals. So they're not that including great five, including five against London Ravens. And I think because I refereed that game a few weeks ago, what I seem to remember is I think they lost the first two. I think from set pieces, they were just crosses and free headers straight past the keeper. And, you know, that was a bit of a weakness on that game. And they'll need to cut that out because Ravens have got some real players that can get up to really attack the ball. So, you know, we talk about lessons learned from the previous game. They'll need to keep it a lot tighter at the back. Absolutely. Um, but a tight game expected anyway. Um, I would 2-1, probably a bit a bit uh, too conservative for me on that one. But I'll stick with that anyway. Uh, London, uh, South London, AFC South London take on Wimbledon Wolves. Um, this is in League Two. Uh, third playing second. A brilliant, brilliant game, this one. Uh, a nice one to analyse as well because essentially it's so it's just absolutely uh, neck and neck between it's the two. In it, of them. Is there? South London third with twenty second with twenty two points uh, from eleven games. Uh, Wimbledon second in the table uh, with twenty three from eleven. Um, goal difference is just nine better. Uh, the uh, Wimbledon boys are just nine better off on the goal difference. Um, South London on a run of one win in three. Um, three all draw, a uh, three win, a uh, three wins in the last three games for the Wolves. Um, the last win on penalties uh, was the last was the last win. Uh, Cooper for South London has eighteen goals. Brown has twenty. Uh, even their goal scorers are pretty similar. Graham, the points tallies <laughs> to- pretty similar. Um, <laughs> Wimbledon Wolves, I guess the goals the goals scored a full team better, but they've conceded five more. There's nothing in this one, is there? What I found so difficult about this one is they haven't played each other yet either this season. So there's no previous game to even look for any sort of formal indication as to what way that this is going to go. I think in terms of all the games that we've picked and we've analysed over sort of recent weeks and months, I think this is probably the hardest and closest yeah. game ever that you're ever going to predict. I think you could just toss a coin and yeah. go with that, really. Is Ryan's, that Ryan's tactic of predicting this is probably the right way to go Watch about it. Desmond, is it? Yeah, he's gone for a Desmond. Oh, uh, shock, shock. <laughs> well, to be honest, you look at it's the Magpie... It's not a bad shout, probably. <laughs> the Magpie recruitment Merton game, you could easily call that a draw. Uh, London Ravens, kudos. Brilliant game. Again, you could call that a draw. Not a silly, not a silly suggestion. Uh, this one, uh, Hugo has backed Wolves to win 4-3. Both teams scored and conceded lots of goals. Yeah. So 
agree with him on that one. I think it's going to be goals in this. Uh, Ryan going for a two-all on this one. <sighs> Hugo's back to the Wolves. I don't know if I need to try and a tactic here and go for, against Hugo to try and put some daylight between us, or if I need to, I'm going to back. I'm going to back the Wolves and go. I'm going to go for the score. I'm going to back Wimbledon Wolves to win three-two on this one, rather than four-three. I'm going to go inside three-two to Wimbledon Wolves on this one. Uh, I can't lose any. I can't lose <laughs> any gra- any ground on those two. Fantastic uh, game. Well done on picking that one. That was really interesting to look at. Thank you. Um, in League Six, Poplar Rovers, uh, form side in League Six at the moment, playing Argentina. Um, Argentina sitting uh, third in the division, 19 points. Uh, Poplar Rovers top with 28 points. Three out of three for Poplar. Uh, two out of three for Argentina. Uh, their last win coming on penalties against Deportivo La Coruña. Um, Harave, uh, Darius is leading the way for them. 23 goals in 14 games. Phenomenal. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and Onagoiti for Argentina. Seven goals for him. Uh, Graham, another game. This is tough to pick. Um, two teams that we know play football. Um, Poplar Rovers been in fantastic form. Really good watching them over the last few weeks. Uh, featured in our results of the week or games in the week. Quite a lot, um, really catching the eye this season. Argentina, uh, not just a nice kick, Graham. They're a good side as well. Um, this is going to be a real good game. I'd love to be the ref on this one. Ooh, so would I. <laughs> oh, you're the ref. <laughs> oh, what? You give yourself the lovely game. Well, didn't you? I actually refereed the corresponding fixture earlier on in the season as well. And Argentina oh. scored a 90th minute winner and won the game 2 1 in the tightest, tightest game you could imagine um, and there was some bloody good football played as well and it was a real physical battle both sides really got stuck in great mutual respect for, for both uh, both sets of players oh I can't wait for this one on uh, Sunday really can't wait these are the um, brilliant games this way you get up in the morning on a Sunday I to agree. go and referee games like this this is the best it's not a top division game it's division six as we said um, but you'll be so buzzing for this on on Sunday I will be a good boy. I'll have no alcohol on Saturday night. I'll be in bed early and then up with a nice coffee on Sunday morning. Kit will be all laid out. Boots will be nice and clean. Can't wait to get down to Wimbledon Common Extensions down there on the A3 for the game. Really looking forward to seeing both sides. And actually, I think from my perspective, to see how they've both come on, I think the game was in October, to see how they've come on as teams from October to now, they've clearly developed from them into two really competent, really capable top sides. So actually, I'm probably expecting the game to be better than probably what it was before. Now, I know that's a big expectation, but <laughs> fellas, don't let me down. Well, since the, the, this, the Argentina won the last one of these, didn't they? 2-1, last two, minute one. goal. Since then, uh, Poplar Rovers have won one, two, three, four. They've won all their games since then. So that they really did use that loss um, 
for, for good. They drew they the game. They were frustrated. Before. They came off of that. They were angry that they'd lost it. And it's again, it's one of them things. If if you're not going to win it, then don't lose it. And they were really gutted in the manner. It was kind of, I think it was a, from a corner. I think it got kind of cleared away. There was a bit of a ping pong and then sort of bang, it was in the back of the net before anybody could react. They were really disappointed in the manner of it. But as you say, they've used it absolutely as the right motivation and they've smashed most sides that they've come up against. But this is probably their toughest test since uh, that last game. I think so. I'm looking at Argentina as well. They beat Westminster Wanderers under 20 fees. They drew to LMT, who they beat heavily um, a month before that. Uh, they then lost to Junction Elite third. So it's been slightly different. They lost to Newlands uh, at the end of January. Um, obviously uh, a good win for Argentina against Sporting South at the end of January. Uh, but it's been a mixed bag for Argentina. So they, they hit, um, they meet, should I say, Poplar Rovers probably at the wrong time for them form-wise, although it's been good for them over the last um, three matches. Uh, Poplar Rovers couldn't be in better form with a, with the bit between their teeth in this one as well, uh, with a loss to Avenge. Uh, yeah, you've, you're in for a real treat on Sunday, it must be said, uh, in the wait. middle of this one. Uh, Ryan, unsurprisingly, too all for this one. But again, <laughs> <laughs> but again, Again, it's not a stupid suggestion. So not For him, it's not stupid. Actually, he's, he's sitting on the <laughs> fence and playing a very strategic game here, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, Hugo has said all day Poplar 4-2. Okay. He's very confident, confident of, yeah. of a Poplar win. I have to say, just having that, I'm glad I've had a re-look over the um, the recent game. Since, since their last game, since the last win against Poplar Rovers, it has been a bit mixed for Argentina. Um, popular they've not really got it going, Andrew. I think this is the thing. You see, they've had so many games like postponed and they've just never had... I think Poplar have been quite fortunate where they've been able to carry on playing and they've built up that momentum. Yeah. For Argentina, if you look, I think since the 12th of December, they played four games in sort of two and a half months. Mm. You can't build up any momentum or get anything no. going. Which is the exact opposite, as you say, to Poplar Rovers. That's why I think I'm going to go with the Poplar lads. Um, with Darius up front, absolutely hitting the onion bag week in and week out. You start the game 2-0 up with him, playing at the moment. Um, Hugo with a 4-2 suggestion. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 5-2 to Poplar. I think this is going to be, this is going to be big. This is going to be the, the, the game they look back at and say, this is the, that's the game that, that we won the title when it all clicked after this hard work and this brilliant run they've been on. Um, I think this is a bit, is a good, a good game for them. They've still got to keep their wins going as well. London Ravens B breathing, breathing up, up their neck. Um, Graham, two games in hand. They'll do London Ravens B and we'll probably want to draw here um, because Argentina are, are breathing up their neck. So lots of interesting uh, times ahead. But yeah, Poplar Rovers B will want to see off Argentina. Um, London Ravens B probably praying for a draw and you've got they, the, go I was on. just going to say London Ravens B they let it slip yesterday with a two all draw against Westminster under 23s they did themselves no favours with that result bearing in mind they know that either Poplar Rovers or Argentina one or the uh, sorry uh, or Argentina one or the other is going to drop points next week so yeah they dropped two points yesterday they'll have to they'll have to make sure that they're on um, they're, they're on their A game for next time that they're out and they've got LMT yeah. Uh, next week and LMT we know are one of them teams in the middle of the table they will take points off of anybody in that division so two points definitely dropped for the Ravens lads yesterday absolutely let's look forward to speaking next week about the fixtures Graham thank you very much again for your time enjoy your football it sounds like 
you've been given some great fixtures, so you can you can it'll be tough to not enjoy yourself next week. And I'll see you on the podcast next week. Looking forward to it. It's uh, fingers crossed to a dry week. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, thanks. Please, please. There's no more games called off. All the best, mate. Cheers, buddy. So now for the Croydon Municipal Games of the Week uh, for next week, the 13th of 13th, yeah. 13th of February. Mm-hmm. Um, the games chosen by Roger, uh, predicted by ourselves, me, Roger and Russell. Russell still leading the way. Um, yeah. As he said, five points for getting it bang on, one point for uh, getting the home away or draw correct. Uh, four games as usual, chosen throughout the leagues. Um, so we'll yep. get on with them now. Uh, in the Quota Municipal Prem, Bosjam taking on Quota and JFC. Both teams return to league action this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Bosjam sitting third in the table uh, yep. with 13 points. Quota and JFC sixth. Um, they have three points so far this season. Uh, Form wise, pretty much the same. Uh, Bosjam with two wins. From their last three, uh, yeah. I, th- I think that's cups included. And Croydon JFC one win in their last three. I just want to check that because that doesn't seem right. Uh, they won this week in the in the Surrey Cup, and they won against uh, Quid- they won against Spartans week before last. Last week, yeah. So yeah, one win, uh, two wins, two wins two out. Two wins in last three, yeah. Uh, for Quirin JFC. So in decent form, uh, exactly the same form. Smith, the top scorer for Bosjam with three goals from uh, their, his season so far. And Mensa from Quirin with three as their top score, goal scorer as well. Um, Quirin JFC not played much football this season, though, Rog. Um, Smith from Bosjam. Bosjam, um, sadly, uh, they've They've not played. They've had. They've not had a good season. Very mixed bag. Um, eight games played. Three of those losses. Four wins. Um, they do find themselves um, in in third place with the teams below them in ten points, all um, with games in hand. So it might not yeah. end that way. Uh, Rod, what do you think about this one? Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, both teams that I mean on league form look and polar opposites. Um, but I, I do think the JFC have now found a bit of form now. They, they beat Spartans last week. Yeah. Um, and they, they've won their cup quarterfinal um, yesterday. So I think they're, I, I do think that's going to play a part. I think um, I think they're, they're finally starting to maybe find their feet. Again, they're good form from last season. So just on that, I'm going to say JFC win. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say 3-1 to JFC. 3-1 JFC. Uh, yeah. Russell going for exactly the same prediction as that, three one for the pair of you. Um, I tell you what, I'm not I'm not going to go against that just to try and get some points. That's just going to push me further behind. That's that's too risky to take. Three <laughs> one. Uh, oh, let's have a look. They've conceded more goals and they've conceded about two goals a game. Bosjam, Croydon, uh, Croydon have conceded about the same. Yeah. In the league. Um, I'm going to go for a 3-2, a 3-2 Croydon JFC uh, win on Sunday. Good luck to both teams. Um, that'll be a good game. Two teams that really have something to prove um, for their uh, 
Twood and JFC have their safety to to gain. They mm-hmm. could still they could still get relegated. Uh, Buzzjam will want to start winning and getting getting um a big bigger gaps between them uh, and the casuals and Chelsham Athletic who, who are sitting underneath them with games in hand. Uh, also, if Quidden win their <laughs> when win their three games in hand, uh, they'd go. Um, they'd put themselves amongst it as well. So plenty to play for in these chasing packs. Uh, pride is always at stake in games. So yeah, good luck to both teams. Um, in Division One, MMFC take on London Warriors. Uh, bragging rights against their rivals lost this weekend. MMFC, yep. a hell of a lot to say again about themselves, uh, has to be said. London Warriors with a fantastic account of themselves in the cup. Uh, yep. taking PSG all the way uh, to penalties. So they're not going to be a walkover at all. Uh, mm-hmm. London Warriors sit fifth in the table, 16 points from their nine games, just one loss, um, yeah. four wins, four four draws, probably the, the problem there. That's that's mm-hmm. um, eight, that's uh, eight, 12 points dropped from them from nine games. Not good enough for them. With those, turn those draws around, they would be sitting... Um, in the in the promotion party, uh, that's for yep. sure. Uh, MMFC first in the division, twenty seven points from eleven. Uh, they have they've won their last two out of three games. Uh, London Warriors only the one win from their last three games. Uh, not great, not good enough for them. Adai for um, MMFC has eight goals. Uh, no goal scorers listed on me too for London Warriors. Um, We've mentioned that uh, the, some of the some of the thoughts are maybe the MMFC with these nine points that they've been awarded so far this season. Perhaps that's a bit of a makes it a little bit uh, the the league table a bit skewed at the moment. Um, and, yep. Until the likes of Sinister JFC have caught up in games, London Warriors. Uh, I think we can only go down really as far as London Warriors as as to who we could talk about in the promotion stuff. Rog, sorry to say that, mate. Yeah, yeah. Mathematically, I'm not out of it. As, no. as, as was pointed out in the group chat yesterday, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ruling myself in. I'm, I, I, we're out of it. We, our form this year has been, been terrible. Um, if you win the three games in hand that you've got on Southside Blues, and you do go above them on nineteen, on nineteen points, mm-hmm. uh, on sorry, twelve points, eighteen no, 12 points, points. Yeah. Uh, no, but you've yes. got six played. You've got four, four, four. That's four times three is. Uh, 12 last time on yes. I checked yes, yeah. that so puts you on 18 so actually you go ahead you go in, probably into third place on goal difference by look, looking at that uh, if you yeah. do that but a lot to play and form says, say, yeah, yeah. form perhaps says otherwise um, this game is going to be a real a real good game I feel MMFC now with a bit of pressure to perform in the league yeah. that put the doubters wrong play this bit of the podcast to their to their players before the yeah. game tomorrow. Um, <laughs> is this as cut and dry as it looks? No, I don't think it is. I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. Um, we've seen well, London, I mean, London Warriors have only lost once this season. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're not scoring many, but then they're, they're not conceding many either. Um, you know, just sort of counts, do they? MFC, I don't know, will they crack under the pressure? I'd like to think they would. Um, <laughs> I think math- mathematically, for me, to, for me to win the league, they've got to lose their remaining games. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna play out a draw. I just think that. I just think London. That's that's what London Warriors do. Um, I think 
yeah, I, I can't see neither sides sort of grabbing grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck and, and, and getting the win, if I'm honest. I think I'm going, I'm going to go sit on the fence and say a Desmond. A Desmond, Desmond for Roger on this one. Two all. Um, Russell, certainly unimpressed with what he saw with his opposition yesterday, back in the London Warriors boys to win 2-1. Big guess, a big prediction for the boys. Mm. Maybe that's a mental... He's laying it on for the boys. He knows he knows they listen. So maybe yeah. he's trying he's trying to get in their head with that one. Uh, I'm gonna back just because Russell has gone for uh London Warriors, I'm gonna back the MMFC boys. I think there's gonna be a big reaction from them. Um I'll back them to win two one, actually. Um if they don't win this, then that's big signals that um it's the wheels could be falling off at MMFC after being so positive and speaking brilliantly. And lots of people said what a fantastic listen it was. Um, mm-hmm. The the Croydon Messi uh, said so much and he sent me a message saying what a great interview it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, big, big intent, uh, signal of intent, this one for MMFC. We'll see, we'll see if they're up for it this, mm. this weekend. Good luck um, to both teams. Uh, Gold coaching against Dynamo Duppers is the next game. This one brings together um, two teams in Division 2. Dynamo Duppers sitting second in the league. 29 points from 12 games. Uh, fantastic season for them. Just the one loss and two draws. Um, a good season for Dynamo Duppers. Goal coach and the home team, they're sitting in sixth with 12 points from 10 games. Not good enough for them this season. Uh, no yeah. losses, but six loss. No draws, but six losses. Um, a goal difference of plus, a goal difference of plus thirteen for a team sitting low, low in the division uh, is a bit yep. of a strange one. Mm-hmm. Uh, goal coaching on a, and Duppers both on a, a winning streak of um, at least three out of three uh, wins in their last game. So well done, boys. Uh, Blade and Hill, the top goal scorers for goal coaching, both on eight, and Mayer from Dino Duppers with nine, um, showing both teams. Um, have good scorers in the team, Rog. Yep. Um, are we looking at the table for this one for our inspiration, or do you think there's a bit bit more to it? Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm going to have to go with 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 form and and league position for me. I, as good as I think that goal coaching can be, um, I think it, it it would appear they saved their best for cup matches. Uppers um, coming out winners of the last time these two met. Uh, back at the end of November, five four. So that's a close game. This is yeah. this isn't so easy to call this one. No, definitely not. Um, I just think that I think Dynamo Duppers have more to play for than goal coaching. Um, I mean, goal coaching have got they're not, they're not going to get they're not going to get relegated. Um, they're not going to win the title. So for them, all their eggs should be in 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 the league uh, league cup and, and the intermediate cup. Whereas Dynamo and Dapas are in the thick of 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 a of a title title challenge, so just on that, just on that alone, I'm going to say Dynamo Dapas win, and I'm going to say four three to Dynamo Dapas. Ooh, four three! Another ma- yeah. uh, match in the return fixture earlier in the season. Um, Russell back in Dynamo Dapas to win three one. Um, so he's expecting the Dapas. I'm going to go with the Dapas. You said 4-3. I'm going to go 4-2 uh, to the Dynamo Duppers boys. Uh, clean sweep from the Silk Grassroots podcast for the Duppers. Um, they look hard to beat, at least. Um, what, just the one loss, should I say. Uh, yeah. 
they've played two games more as well. So more opportunity for them to be beaten in the league than mm-hmm. a gold coaching who have lost 60% of their matches so far this season. Um, I'm back in the, the Dynamo boys to do the business. Good luck to them. Uh, last game, a huge game now this becomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in Div 3, uh, Addington United uh, with a surprise loss in the Cup um, against Plucky, Croydon United, fighting for their lives. They have been this season, Croydon, um, and they're starting to uh, to get some good results. Well done, boys. Um, this one is Santola away to Addington yeah. United. Addington United, fourth in the division, 28 points, uh, two games in hand, on the teams, uh, the team who sit top, their main title rivals, Surrey Park Rangers. Um, yep. Those six points would put them equal with Surrey Park, but they are, I mean, God, what's that? 20, 30, 29 goals worse yep. off. Whereas they need to start winning. They need to, the Addington boys, they need to start winning. They need to start winning big to close that gap on the on the goal difference because it's looking like they may be relying on it. This is this title race is going right to the wire. Um, Form-wise, Addington have won two of the last three. Uh, Agpaganetta has been their top marksman all season. 14 goals for him so far this season. Santola, though, are their opponents. Uh, They're no walkover, no losses for Santola so far this season. Um, Eight wins, five draws in 13 games, 29 points. Um, They've sort of snuck in under the radar here, Santola, into into this title race. Although they've got the one game in hand on Surrey Park Rangers, that wouldn't put them uh, on equal points with Surrey Park Rangers. So Santola uh, are going to need some snookers if they hope to win the title. They're on a they're on a two out of their last three win uh, two wins out of their last three game streak. And Silver Frere is their top man. He has got nineteen goals. Um, Rog, Addington United simply cannot afford to to not win this game. They cannot. No, they don't. No, they 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 have to to keep to keep the pressure on Surrey Park Rangers. Same has to be said about Santola. They they I, they, I don't think they can afford to lose either. Um, no. Surrey Park Rangers welcome uh, gold coaching reserves in the other fixture. You have to say that it seems like it's going to go Surrey Park Rangers way on on yep. uh, Sunday. If they can, if Surrey Park Rangers can can stretch that lead to 37 points over Addington United. Uh, that'll be, that's that's nine points with two games in hand. Mm. You have to suggest that it's going to be a win for Surrey Park Rangers on the weekend. Yep. They'd probably love a draw from this one, wouldn't they? Yeah, they, I think they would. Um, I think, I, 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 I think that they've still got to play each other in, in top three. Um, so it's going to make it interesting towards the end of the season. Um this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to pick a winner in this game. South London Royals reserves could be the winner here on Sunday. They that play, could. they play Chelsea Athletic reserves themselves again. Yep. A game that would be predict. We'd probably say that the South London boys are the favourites. Yeah. Um. It is must win for either team. Must win here. It is. Yeah. I just, and I, I, I can't see it being a draw. I, I think someone will get the winner, but at the moment, I'm just struggling. To, I'm struggling to pick one. Um, oh. I'm gonna let Russell go first. <laughs> oh, sorry, I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, Russell has gone Santola 5 3. Oh, 5 3. That's not uh, a bad guess, you know. No, it's not. They've scored a lot of goals, they've scored a lot of goals. And if, any, if anything, Addington they 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 concede more than two a game. Yeah, that's a good guess. That mm. I'm gonna say. 
Oh, my heart, my head. Do you, do you want to, I'll, I'll go first and you yeah, can have a in. think. Yeah, go on, I'm, you go first. I'm, I'm going to back a Desmond on this one. Yeah, I'm going two all on this one. I think it's going to be either that or a Santola win, but I'll back, I'll back the, the Desmond. I can't, I think the Addington boys have took their eyes off the prize now. I don't, I don't, they've, they've never been in this, in this no. situation before. They don't know how to deal with it. No, I, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go with my heart. I'm gonna say I think Santola. Having played Santola this season in the cup, they have got a bit about them. They've got some good players. I think. I think they'll be desperate. I think they're, in their first season, I think they'll be desperate for, to, to 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 keep this this title challenge going. So I think Santola are going to sneak a win. I'm going to say, what does Russell say? Uh, five three Santola. I'm gonna say five four Santola. <laughs> oh, the first time ever you've backed against the boys. Oh, uh, you know, I, I, and I don't want to. I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I do hope I'm wrong. I just, yeah, I just, I just think the wheels might may just be starting to fall off on 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 um from 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 Anderson's from title title challenge. Um, yeah, Santo, they have they are they are they are a good outfit. They've got some very good players, like I said. Um, I, I just think they might have a little bit too much for Addington United on this occasion. Well, he's finally done it. He's finally done it, everybody. He's back oh, against the Addington boys. Oh, no. uh, so I look forward to my games this weekend. Uh, Addiscombe Casuals against Sarnstead in the Prem Division at Coney Hall. Uh, good luck to everyone uh, there. And potentially Cobbs uh, visiting Sarnstead DFC for the half 12 kickoff at Coney Hope so. Hall. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, if not, there is a friendly, there is a friendly potentially being arranged just in case. Because uh, I know all the Cobbs, the Cobbs lads travel from everywhere. Um, to get to their games for Cobbs, and sometimes it's tough uh, yeah. for them. I hope that game goes ahead because yeah, be good. Yeah, Cobbs, and hope Cobbs turn up because they they are a good outfit on their day. Um, and you welcome a very good outfit, uh, or you travel, should I say, to Pearly Way <laughs> to play Southside Blues? Um, no. Do you think they'll be getting a team out for you guys? Yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. Probably, yeah, yes, probably. Yeah. I said, I did say to, I did say, I did message Russell when I saw my fixtures. I said, no doubt, Southside Blues will turn up with a with a sixteen man squad and turn me over on Sunday. But no, um, that should be a good game. I, you know, yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope they do turn up with a good squad and hope it's, a, I hope it's a good, good, good game. I mean, as much as I'd like to win comfortably, I obviously prefer a competitive game and to win that way. But yeah, yeah um, we need, we need to win. We need, to, we need to keep winning. We need to, we need to fight off relegation. So. Looking forward to it. All the very best uh, for your game on Sunday, mate. And I'll speak to you next Thanks week. Yes. Cheers, Andrew. Thank you very much. So that's it. The end of another show. Thank you to Jamie, Gibbs, Graham and Roger for your contributions uh, this week. Thank you to our guests, uh, Matt from South London Panthers, um, everything's sort of recorded ahead of time. So if there's a bit of a, if there's some timing or continuity issues in the things we say, it's because we will record that before the actual show um, goes out on a Monday. So uh, it's recorded the week ahead. So sorry if there's any confusing bits that happen in those in, uh, in interviews. Hopefully um, it was all good and you enjoyed it. Thank you to our predictors, uh, John White, uh, Mark Dolby, uh, Ryan and Hugo, Ryan uh, King and Hugo Campos from the Southern Sunday guys 
uh, and Russell from the uh, Quirda Municipal. Thank you again for all of that. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, the Down to Play app. Um, next week's guests are on uh, Mag- Magpie Recruitment. Uh, they have their team in the Southern Sunday, so our sponsors will be on the podcast uh, next Monday. Uh, so I look forward to that one. Uh, Borden Sports, uh, Sports Kings TV, uh, Skipper Sportswear, uh, Grassroots Football, Football GRF. Have a look out for them, their platform on um, social media, uh, sharing the good words that are happening uh, and the good things that are happening in Grassroots Football. Uh, NJPGD, our graphics designer, find them on Twitter at NJPGD. Uh, and our final uh, sponsors for the podcast, Awards FC. Our end of season awards are um, provided by Awards FC. We're getting to that point where we're going to start having to think about this, I guess, by April, uh, the end of April, we'll make our nominations. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Our charity sponsors for our Selk 11 team um, at NJPGD are our front of shirt sponsor. Um, our back of shirt sponsor are Borden Sports and their Stop Bullying campaign. Um, and both our sleeve sponsors are Arithmetic um, Accounting and Black Eagle Athlete um, are our sleeve sponsors. They'll be the opponents for our next game on March the 16th at VCD. Um, we'll look to get another win under the belt um, of the team. Um, on the day, our sponsor, our match day sponsors of the um, Selk 11 are player packs with their match match supplies. Um, staff the best in the business without a shadow of a doubt. Thank you, boys. Um, and RYG um, Sports um, Filming. Um, Matt and all the people, oh, I think it's only Matt that does it, but all the, the help he has over there um, really helping us capture um, some videos from the, from the games. Um, as I say, next week's guest is Magpie Recruitment, a team doing the business in League Four in the Southern Sunday. Um, our second Southern Sunday guest um, of the season. Very much look forward to that. Um, good luck for everyone in your games on for the coming Sunday. If you didn't get the win you wanted this week, make sure it happens next week. Um, and if you did get that win, start putting the runs together and getting some getting some uh, continuity in your play. All the best. Keep your eyes open on the Selk podcast at Podcast Selk for our weekly um, shows. Um, This one, the Sunday League show, um, all around the leagues, um, the Saturday and Sunday version of that. um, Our Saturday manager um, podcast and our uh, Friday podcast is the amateur footballer uh, to breeze putting out his thoughts and, and guests that he's met along the way. Um, every week, each and every week, we're we're releasing podcasts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Five hours a week of um, of listening for you. Hopefully, released in time for your commute. Um, nine times out of ten, um, we're really loving what we're doing at the moment. Our contributors are working ever so hard. So thank you to every single one of them. Um, it's been a real pleasure um, so far. We're just getting started. Um, we're going nowhere. Um, all the best, and I'll speak to you next week. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.